0: Carry on my wayward son I'm Jeremy Greer There'll
1: be peace when you are done I'm Chris Mosier Lay your weary head to rest Link, get the hell off my property before I blast you so full of rock salt you crap margaritas Don't
0: you cry no more This is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I cover every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. Chris, we are careening down the end of season five. I'm just, I'm just I yep. feel like I'm holding onto a train and I'm like, my legs are kicked back. Like I just I have, like my, my hands are slipping. You know that scene out of like a classic movie yeah. or something? You know you what I'm got, talking about. You right? got
1: one hand wrapped around uh the tree trunk I like to call a hunk leg.
0: Yep. Um, mm-hmm. I got, I got the uh, other Sam hand leg in one hand. <laughs>
1: Uh, yep. Yeah, Sam Leg in one hand, Dean Dean Leg in the other. Dean Angel in the other.
0: I'm just holding on for dear life.
1: <laughs> that's where we're at. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. How are you today, man? Things are good?
1: Yeah. Uh, thanks thanks for um interrupting me while I was trying to have a sip of my tea, which is the topic of um today's introduction. I'm drinking this delicious tea No, I don't know. I mean that's
0: yeah. What's up? <laughs> do you wanna do a Twin Humanities thing and you can talk about like the aromatic tea that you're drinking and I'm and Oh no, just...
1: it's um yeah, so it's green tea from the 2012. It might not be good anymore, but it was all it had in the house. And um, it's, it's warm. It's warm. So okay. that's, you know. Well, it's better than, like, piping-ass hot. So. <laughs> the the dis- dis- distinctive detail about this tea is that it is warm. <laughs> it's, got a, it's got
0: a nice <laughs> warm flavor to it. Is that and what you're ta- saying? <laughs>
1: it tastes like warm water. <laughs>
0: is it just a like a white box that says warm tea and black letters on the outside and you're like yeah that's the kind of tea that i dig it's just no label <laughs> yeah no label whatsoever i think it's just dirt in a
1: bag that i put in my <laughs> anyway listener if you'd like to support us on patreon <laughs> sure, yeah,
0: if you want more podcasts like this totally on topic and having a great time
1: <clears throat> you can go to patreon.com slash monster of the week we're getting pretty close to um our first major bonus goal but we're also going to be providing people with uh, a special bonus episode pretty soon right we are um as as many supernatural fans know
0: during the end of season five they announced that they were going to be doing 10 webisodes um listeners that weren't alive in the mid-2000s or that chose to ignore the internet would remember webisodes was an attempt at the for internet content providers to brand something that's just on the internet that's also known as video <laughs> so <laughs> uh so these there are t- there are 10 episodes they're all sh- pretty short i think the total amount of time that, that is like 37 minutes or something so they're all like yeah. six or seven minutes long it's no big deal um that math didn't work out but we're just going to breeze on past that uh so yeah we're going to do a bonus episode that that episode is going to be out for um we actually haven't talked about this. I think everybody $2 and up, maybe. Or maybe just everybody on the Patreon. We'll, we'll figure that out. But it'll be most people on the Patreon. <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> Let's figure out who we're going to eliminate <laughs> first. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. We'll just say we'll just say everybody on the patreon, uh, but that'll be patreon exclusive for uh, at least a month or two uh, and until and then we'll release that out in the wild, but we want you guys because you're supporting us to have something nice, so that'll be what it is. Expect yeah. that to go out on or around uh, the time that we come out with episode forty six, which will be the episode will recover the finale of season five so patreon.com slash monster of the week for all of that stuff. Cool. meanwhile, Chris, before we jump into these two episodes, can you catch us up with the road so far? What's been going on with the brothers? I need, I need, uh, I need my brother info, your brother info. So
1: first of all, the hunks forgot to thank their Patreon supporters <laughs>
0: more than brothers uh. I- Oh shit. We did think <laughs> we did, we did maybe forget to, to thank our Patreon people.
1: Yeah. You and, were just talking about it. Hey, what's up guys, please give us your money and we'll never acknowledge you ever again. Sure.
0: Never again. Uh, these are going to be our, our two Patreon people that we're going to call attention to are Amanda Dixon and Matthew Bell. Thank you both uh, Thanks, guys. Amanda, Amanda Dixon has a very long-winded story about why her Twitter handle is called Dixon and Amanda and you should go listen to that full story it was on the season three no season four finale episode I don't have that episode number in front of me but it's yeah because Jeremy pretty likes to make much. fun of
1: our listeners and then <laughs> Look, her Twitter
0: handle was Dixon Amanda. You don't think I'm gonna ask about that? You thought she was a porn bot. So I just wanna no, say you, I'm on the I, okay. I am on
1: the right of this. Listen we were just <laughs> discussing all of the porn bots that follow me. <laughs> Unrelated.
0: No, Chris, you were bragging about all of the porn stars. <laughs>
1: porn yeah, bots. Jeremy. Uh, check my follower count. <laughs> Another Russian cam model followed me. <laughs> Slovakia,
0: what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> your mother can see this it's it's public uh,
1: oh, anyway that, thank you amanda this and, is the, and, <laughs> this and, is the outtakes. it's too much it's too much for the regular episode
0: thank you matthew we we, we very much appreciate your support uh that enables chris to have the time to come up with these detailed road so far as that he's about to read us so uh
1: chris uh, do you want to uh, to do the road so far yeah sure mm-hmm. thing jeremy okay. so uh last time on uh supernatural um, me and, me and the boys, uh, that's me, that's uh, Dean, Sam, Castiel, yeah. uh, Bobby, uh, we kind of lightly call ourselves the boys. We, we decided that we needed to, um, we needed to take out the trash and you know who the trash is? Adam, not Adam Winchester. We kept calling him Adam Winchester. <laughs> to call him his Adam last, Winchester. Name, his last name, his last name is like Mulligan or yeah, some bullshit yeah. like that. It's either Mulligan or
0: Mulligan. Let's call him Mulligan just in case yeah. we're wrong. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Adam, John took me to a baseball game, Winchester, as as I liked to refer to him as. So we took out the trash. We got rid of him. The Angels tried to use him. The Angels tried to use him to get us, you know, Mm -hmm. me and my boys. So my buddy Dean, they tried to get him to say yes to Michael by using Adam. It was this whole big thing. In the end, Castiel pulled off some cool sacrificial shit. Mm -hmm. Um, Sam and Dean got back on the same page. They're going to kick some butt together. And Adam got left behind. And I, you know I think that's for the best. So let's yep. let's kick into the next episode cuz so I don't remember you, anything else.
0: <laughs> would you say that it's you and the boys? And that's kind of kind of like a loose term that you guys would use like hey, do you yeah. want to get the boys together to go watch the game or do you want to get the boys together to go hunt a wolf? Yeah, like go?
1: when like, I say the boys like people who are in the know, they yeah, would they would know, they would know which, who, who the boys were, you know. So I can only assume that you've gotten
0: your official paperwork back and that now you are a a full-fledged Winchester. Is that is that correct? Because you know as, as a full-fledged Winchester, you've read the rule book, so you know that impersonating a Winchester has some very, very, very punishing <laughs> well, um, but, yeah, I, consequences. I, and I just, so, I'm very happy that you got your paperwork in. That's that's a I, nice thing.
1: So here's the thing: I'm there's. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm an official member of the family, like, like you, Doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, this mm-hmm. is more of like a like a, like a cool hangout kind of thing. Like we're just like pounding around. You know, it's not like a family thing.
0: So, um, a cool hangout thing, like, like, you hang out in the town that they happen to be in? Is that like, kind of what like we're no, talking they, about?
1: I mean, like, you know, they go on their like adventures and stuff and like, sure. I come, like I'm kind of like, like I kind of like know about it too. You're kind of, you know? you're kind of like
0: following them around without their, without <laughs> their awareness.
1: <laughs> you stalking episode, the man. <laughs> I'm so, it's, it's light stalking. Light stalking. Okay, good. It's, you know. It's fine. It's because you're you scared to, to approach Dean in the dark,
0: right? Is that the reference light stark? Yes. Okay. Oh,
1: man. Can you please read the description of Hammer of the Gods before everybody stops listening? Absolutely.
0: Uh, thank you, by the way, for that incredibly, incredibly well-written uh, that we wrote so far. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Yep, no sweat. The first episode that we're going to cover today is Hammer of the Gods, written by Andrew Dabb, Daniel Laughlin, and David Reed, directed by Rick Boda. Um, Rick Boda what, Chris? Shout out.
1: Rick Rick Boda Boat. Bota Bo. these Jeremy. nuts. What's up? We gotta anyway. <laughs> 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 Listen to me. Mr. Greer, excuse me, Dr. Winchester. <laughs> Thank we you need to stop.
0: We need to stop um, horsing around. <laughs> we haven't recorded this is another session where, like, where it's been like ten days in a row. Like it's it's weird. Like we have to get back on our weekly schedule so we're not quite so goofy.
1: Oh yeah, that's true. We didn't record last week.
0: Sam and Dean are kidnapped by a group of deities, including Kali, Ganesh, Balder, and, <laughs> and, and held hostage in a small hotel. The deities want to use Sam and Dean as bargaining chips to stop the apocalypse, but the Archangel Gabriel shows up and warms them, and if Lucifer finds them, he will kill them all. Unfortunately, one of the deities turns on the rest, and Lucifer appears. So, they are just just ex- explaining everything that happens in this episode. Because you don't, like, the the idea that these people are gods kind of get buried a little bit. Like, we we're, we're not going to find that out for a little while.
1: Yeah, I hope that anybody watching the show for the first time doesn't read these ahead of time because every single episode will be spoiled for them. <laughs> Seriously.
0: Although I would imagine like with the way that Netflix works like you just open it up and like there's Crowley. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> So we uh, we get our flashback stuff. Um, it sets us up for Gabriel, uh, for Dean trying to say yes to Michael and all of the negative consequences that happen from that. Um, and then we go to a aptly named hotel called Elysian, Fil- Elysian Fields, uh, mm-hmm. located in beautiful Muncie, Indiana. This podcast, by the way, is brought to you by Muncie, Indiana. Thank you. <laughs> Muncie, Indiana, your destination for everything cheese. Uh, we have a security guard walking in to uh, kind of like just inspect this like abandoned place and uh, we start seeing some weird stuff like he walks by like a plant it starts coming back to life like we see some like stuff like automatically repairing itself which is really weird
1: and he's like oh my god I'm in Muncie I'm Jesus <laughs> uh,
0: the security guard is uh, completely unaware of what's happening I feel like he's just like kind of looking at this weird mirror and going like who huh? uh, <laughs> But this real, like, well-dressed dude shows up and uh, says, like, oh, hey, they're coming, and you're going to be dinner. And uh, that's when we kind of go to our supernatural splash screen, and then we start the main part of the episode. Uh, yeah, this is – I really like this episode, first and yeah,
1: foremost. Yeah, there's some fun stuff going on here. I didn't know if I was going to enjoy it because mm. I'm just going to get out and say that I, I think that the the whole gods thing is, like – I don't want to say it's hokey, but it's it's a little bit silly, so you d- I didn't really think I was gonna enjoy this one mm-hmm. a lot this time around, but I really did. Uh I just right off from the bat I like the premise of it. It's Sam and Dean are getting stranded in a storm at a at a motel or hotel, whatever this is. Uh this you know, there's uh a detour on the highway and the storm is really bad, so they're just forced to take refuge at this place, and that's not something that we ever have seen them do before. It's almost I mean it could be the premise to any like movie or game or or novel, just you know our heroes have been stranded at this place, and now some things are going to happen at this place because they can't leave it and i I guess i really just liked this premise
0: i do too uh i don't i don't think it i don't see it mentioned in the trivia anywhere um, probably because it's not incredibly obvious but uh it did, it did remind me of the last arc of the Sandman comic book series where uh <clears throat> Somebody's driven into this like kind of between trans dimensional hotel thing or like uh bar area where they're holding a wake, and it's really weird and good. It kind of reminds me of this like you walk in and it just instantly like you don't feel like you're in the right place. This place mm-hmm. is extremely nice uh, they're gonna m- remark upon that a lot like uh, Dean's gonna find chocolates on the pillows like it's very contemporary where normally we, we if and when we see like these waiting rooms they don't look like this.
1: So they go into to check in at this fancy hotel, mm-hmm. and the it's the same it's the same actor, right? We're not supposed to be fooled here. No, no, For it's t- the
0: same guy that um, told the security guard that he was dinner, mm-hmm. and he's checking Sam and Dean with his extraordinarily quick fingers on the keyboard. Yeah. just a nice.
1: I like this guy. He's got all this like n- nervous kind of energy, mm-hmm. and he's good. He he comments that uh, Dean is bleeding from the neck, which is a weird little detail that i totally was like what gene why are you bleeding what's going on
0: (laughs) yeah he's uh he's got a little nick on the neck and um which is like you said unusual uh but he also promises that uh that they have a buffet in the hotel, which Dean is very excited about, but that they have the best pie in a tri state area, which mm-hmm. you can you can see Dean visibly vibrate when he says that he 's like, "Excuse me, <laughs> his knees buckle a little bit. <laughs> what was that that you just said um and sure enough, yeah, like they go and get some like hot ass dinner, which I bet would taste pretty good um, mm-hmm. on the way back with this pie, he signs this he Kind of sees this very beautiful Indian woman, and uh you know, does his normal like, "Hey, how you doing? I'm Dean," kind of situation. And she just, literally oh. says,
1: "How you doing?" Yeah, he <laughs> does
0: do the Joey bullshit, "How you doing?" thing, which I think is really weird. <laughs> it doesn't that doesn't work unless you've been married for 14 years and you're married yeah. to Autumn. That doesn't work at all.
1: They make some strange choices for Dean.
0: <laughs> yeah, true. Um But she just she just shuts him down. She just says straight up, "No." And he's like, "Okay, fine, <laughs> later." <laughs> um. I like this conversation between Sam and Dean. Sam is, is basically saying, like, hey, we need to get on the road. We got shit to do. We can't afford to, to stay here. And Dean's like, dude, like, we're barely sleeping. We haven't had any kind of, like, uh, like a break in all of this uh, crazy cosmic apocalypse bullshit. You know, that's raining cats and dogs outside. That we have to have somewhere to stay. Like, give, give us yeah. a night.
1: Yeah, they, they call this storm biblical, which is yep. pretty fitting. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and wink, Dean wink. calls out Sam... Like, how many hours of sleep are you getting a week? Three, four hours of sleep a week? And we've talked about that with Dean before, how he basically gets like three hours a night. But to highlight that Sam is now sleeping three or four a week is, I think, just supposed to indicate where they're at in their search right now. Because time <laughs> passes between every episode, of course. And I think that they're kind of all hands on deck right now looking for a way to kill Lucifer. Some, some way to fight him back. Um, and as we know sam likes to get very very obsessed with stuff so i feel like since our last episode this has been like 1000 percent all that he's doing yep. uh, and everybody else is like come on chill out for a second dude yeah just take a goddamn break uh we do get
0: a brief cut over to the kitchen where they are uh preparing the security guard from earlier to be eaten <laughs> like he's yeah. getting all chopped up uh which is nice the boys make a way like to- in, go ahead
1: before that i like that dean also is like when he's saying, hey, come on, man, let's take one night and chill out a little bit. But he also reassures Sam by saying, like, I'm not giving up. Because that's the last time we saw Dean, too, was that he was ready to throw in the towel, say as to Michael, um, last-ditch effort kind of thing. But I was like, no, I'm not giving up, dude. I just We just need a night. And I always, always appreciate a little bit of honesty between our hunks. True. When they can mm-hmm. just be, like, you know, healthy and, and emotionally upfront about things. Like, hey, man. Let me just explain myself fully. Instead of saying, I need a night off because dot, dot, dot. He's just saying, we need a night off. Don't worry. I'm not giving up. But it's just like, let's chill for a minute. <laughs> Everybody can be normal. But you know, we, we were- also know that at during this time, they're searching for not only how to kill Lucifer, but they're looking mm-hmm. for Cass, who we haven't seen, and Adam, who, you know, whatever.
0: Sure. Yeah. Nobody. I mean, they're, they're, they're quote unquote looking for Adam, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um we were talking about this in our Patreon Discord of uh, when I started this podcast, uh, I really thought like a lot of my memories of Supernatural was where the boys like keeping things from one another and kind of being at odds with one another. And that's happened quite a bit, you know, especially when you get to uh, Demon Blizzy Sam and all that other stuff. It, it, it hasn't really come to light in a way that I I think that I was really expecting to. Like it feels like these first five seasons, they're more or less on the same team. It makes me feel mm-hmm. like the rest of the supernatural episodes that I've seen like have colored the beginning of this of the series for me a little bit. Because as of right now like they're they're being fully forthcoming with one another. Uh, they're you know they're talking to one another. They're on the same team. Like there's some ups and downs as you might expect. And you know seeing that your brother's heaven doesn't involve you or your family in any way it has to be a blow. But I think like even Dean can come to terms with that eventually. It was mm-hmm. probably just more in the moment. Uh, so I, I I like this too. I like I like that he like makes that that casual reassurance between brothers of like yeah yeah don't worry I'm I'm not going to give up <laughs> like we I just yeah, I think just need a goddamn break i need some pie can i get some pie? i think the
1: the intense moments of season four where they're literally trying to kill each other kind of make everything else every little fight stand out a little bit more maybe um, that's what like it is, in your yeah. in your memory like looking back i'm like oh yeah remember when they're always trying to like kill each other because they hate each other No, they happen <laughs> once the rest of the time it's just like kind of an unhealthy relationship but they figure mm-hmm. it out
0: they do they uh, after dinner, they go upstairs to their room, uh which sounds vaguely sexual, but it's not um and they walk in and there's like I mentioned earlier, chocolate's on the pillow uh Dean immediately steals Sam's, uh, which I think is great uh <laughs> Sam remarks that this is, looks like a like a four star hotel and uh Sam, you poor guy <laughs> you just you have you've seen so little luxury in your life that you have no <laughs> idea what it is this this is this is literally just a nice hotel that's been cleaned on a regular basis and has a modern paint job like yeah. Sam is what twenty four years old in the in the, in the series right now, and he's never been to a he's never been to a hotel or motel that's younger than he is. This is the first yeah. time that's ever happened
1: <laughs> I think that uh more than anything it's just very suspicious that there's any kind of a nice motel whatsoever in the middle of it nowhere I think he it says it's a four star hotel and like a no star or one star highway or something <laughs> yeah um
0: in the middle of all this they they from the next room there's this huge like crack uh, as like the wall is pushed in a little bit. We forgot to remark upon, uh, as they were going to their room, they saw a, uh, obviously, newlywed couple, like, making out. Uh, Being Sam and Jean, Sam and Dean, uh, Sam and Jean is a much different show. Being Sam and Dean, (laughs) they rush over there and and investigate the place. They find everybody's gone, which is weird. And weirder, they find her wedding ring on the the floor.
1: Yeah, because they were just smooching mere seconds ago. Where'd they get off to?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I knew... I saw what they were doing and I kind of assumed that I knew what they would be doing later. Sure. Sure. Sure.
1: Sure. 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 And well, they have put, them they not put the, that. a hole in the wall. So
0: sure. Yeah. Uh When they asked the Butler guy about it, I've, I'm referring to this dude as a Butler guy. I mean, he's like, obviously like a hotel maitre d or something. Um, he just, he's just so subservient in most things. I can just instantly call him a Butler guy. So, um, <laughs> they, they ask him and he's like, Oh yeah, they checked out. And he's, and Dean says, well she left her wedding ring and he's like oh that's weird we'll make sure it's forwarded onto him bye <laughs> like just trying yeah. to like nothing's wrong here like of course sam and dean look at each other and they're like fuck mm. i guess it's a case <laughs> 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 these poor guys man like and they can't even get just a one night's break without it being an actual like case that they have to deal with
1: i wonder if that just happens everywhere they go and we just don't get to see it
0: no, I mean apparently that's the books and comic books, right? All of the invisible stories between all, yeah. every, all the big ones that happen. Uh,
1: so suspicious Sam decides that he's going to go tail the uh, butler here, uh, and Dean is going to go and do something else.
0: Yeah, they I they split remember. up. They sp- they split up to investigate. Uh, they don't really. They're just like, let's go look for something weird, basically. Yeah. And uh, I do I do like the fact that Dean gets out his old EMF meter and we get some like. Like, for a minute, like, it could have been a ghost hunt, Chris. <laughs> like, if the TV guy hadn't spoiled it for us, it could have been just a straight-up ghost hunt. Could have been a good old-fashioned ghost hunt. Dean walks by an open hotel room do- door and sees a dude literally turn into an elephant.
1: Yeah. And then he, you know, steps back, does a double take, and it's just a, a naked man with a towel wrapped around his waist. He's <laughs>
0: like, dude, come on! <laughs> what are you doing? Don't stare at me. Um, I don't know
1: where Sam goes from here. Um... He tracks the uh, butler down the hallway a little bit, and then he gets, gets a the little cut nick on, his on the neck. Yeah, yeah. You're
0: absolutely right. Thank you. Um, when they, um, this is when we go to the hot chick from earlier, um, and uh, the butler shows up, and it's revealed that his name is Mercury. And if you know anything about your about your god pantheons, then you know Mercury is very very fast. And they show this by doing like a really cheap version of the Quicksilver <laughs> run around, like scooping yeah. up some stuff. Um, <laughs> but they have gotten, he's delivering Sam's blood. So now they have Sam and Dean's blood that could do some sort of spell. Um, so yeah, this was all done it, to get Sam and Dean Winchester here.
1: Of course it was. Of
0: course it was. Um, I'll kind of want to delay talking about the God stuff until it's officially revealed in the episode. Uh, I think that'd be cool, right? Yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So at this point, I think not exactly sure what happens, but Sam realizes that they have been led here. That's is when he starts putting yeah. the pieces together. You know, this nice hotel in the middle of nowhere, uh, road work on the highway, uh, the storm having to get stranded here. Sam does a lot of, I told you so bullshit in this. He's like, next time I say, keep driving, keep driving. All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sam, shut the fuck up. Sure, Sam. Um, D- d- I'm glad d- you're not, like, boning demons anymore, but, like, watch the <laughs> yeah. episode.
0: Yeah, can you, can you can you just dial it back, <laughs> apocalypse boy? <laughs> What's your superpower? I'll make apocalypses and fuck demons. Um, yeah, they they go together and investigate the kitchen and find out that uh, there's that great scene of Dean, like, basically saying, like, please be soup, please be soup. Please. Oh, it's not soup. Um, and they find a bunch of uh, hostages, like a bunch of captured humans, pinned up in the freezer that they can't really deal with right now because they get knocked out and drugged to mm-hmm. the banquet hall where there's... A Bunch of people around, um, and this is where we get the official reveal that it's meetings of literal gods. Odin is there yeah. doing his Odin thing. Callie is obviously the Indian woman that we met early. Balder is the dude that she was making out with, the kind of like well dressed dude. Elephant guy is already there, who I probably should definitely not call Elephant Guy now that I, we're, we're talking about his god, but i Ganesh, I believe. Thank you, Ganesh, yes, um. <clears throat> Everybody starts, like, talking to each other, and one dude, like, insults another guy about his world turtle, re- leading to the great <laughs> line of, don't mock my world turtle, which, who <laughs> oh boy, is like, that's just a great fucking line. <laughs> um, but they... They, they've come to this truce, right? They've come to this meeting because uh, the Judeo-Christian gods are basically about to destroy the earth with really no input on them. Like they, they also have believers and followers in the world, so they've decided to meet Muncie to discuss what they're going to do about the problem, um, which I think is, is pretty good.
1: Uh, yeah, Yeah, an alliance of all these conflicting religions to stop one religion from destroying the planet.
0: Um, spoiler for a little bit later in the episode, but uh, this doesn't go well for any of these gods, and we're we're gonna get into a real situation, like a real um seven deadly sins situation, where I, I feel like a lot of this is like I feel like this is a whole seasons, maybe even multiple seasons worth of like people that they could have been dealing with, like yeah, and I and I get that the. Um, the episode wants to raise stakes a little bit and this feels appropriately mm-hmm. stake raising, like, Holy shit. Like I didn't think about this, but like, it's not just people that believe in Jesus and God out here. Like there's, there's billions of other people that have a uh, different beliefs. Like we have to kind of maybe deal with that. And it's, it's cool. I just also think it's like kind of wasteful.
1: Yeah. There, there was a lot of potential here that we, we lose out on and it serves uh, to a great effect towards the end of the episode. Uh, which I appreciated, But at the same time, it does feel like this could have been season six was dealing with all the other gods or something, you know, they could have done a lot of fun stuff with it. And I get, they wanted to continue on with more of the Judeo Christian mythology, uh, because that's what's most well-known uh, in America and it's American show. And it's probably just the easiest to kind of stick with one sort of important mythology for your show.
0: Mm-hmm. But I think
1: it would have been really cool to see them dig into, you know, pagan mythology for an entire episode, sure we've had one off monster of the week episodes about it, uh but there just seems like there there is a lot of wasted potential here that I think some of the stuff comes up again, but never to like it's never a full season about Thor, which would be appropriate anyway, which would be super I mean. great, yeah, which would be yeah. super great
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is basically like adventures in babysitting with Sam and Dean is the, is the, is the, is the <laughs> actually that probably is one of the comics now that they're probably like yeah. Yeah, yeah anyway um so the the situation here is that Callie, who um, is basically wants to meet the, these angels with violence. They said violence is the only thing that they understand. Mercury, who uh, I feel like is a, the low man on the totem pole here, since he's kind of doing everything yeah. for everybody. Uh, is he?
1: Is he the same as Hermes from uh, Greek mythology? I, and, n- I don't really know mm, my gods. Yeah, my,
0: my I don't I don't roll deep on my god knowledge. Like I've got I've got what's probably an extremely skewed version from playing four or five God of War games and. Uh, <laughs> autumn has a minor in classical civilization so i've kind of absorbed like probably some 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 (laughs) stuff that i've gotten wrong from her and that that's really about it but yeah uh so mercury uh mercury says no no wait we should be able to talk to the angels and callie's like yeah fuck that and basically almost kills mercury right there at the table before balder stops Mm -hmm. her um and then of course into all of this our good friend gabriel shows up listeners you might remember gabriel He's one of the four archangels. He's had some run-ins with Samadhi in the past, trying to get them to say yes and to carry on uh, with their "quote unquote" fate. Uh, it hasn't gone well. Uh, the last time we saw him, they pretty much just like figured out who he was and then I left him alone to say, "Like, hey, dude, you got to work out your family shit." Here he <laughs> arrives and he pretends to be Loki, which is great. Mm-hmm. Which makes me think that he fucks with Odin all the time, and yeah. I just love that because. This version of Odin is just such a ponce. Like he's maybe ponce is not the right word I'm looking for. He's just he's just like telling a bunch of dad stories about like mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. like end of the world wizard wolf thing that nobody cares about. Like he's boring the entire table. So the fact that like Gabriel maybe pretends to be Loki to fuck with Odin, I think it's really really great.
1: Yeah. He doesn't have that long dark mullet that he's known for in the Marvel movies, but um. <laughs>
0: Got it. Cannot wait for Thor Ragnarok. That's going to be such a good movie. <laughs> i'm into it um gabriel arrives says that uh that they need to talk about the elephant in the room and then points at ganesh and says not you which is they always give gabriel the good lines chris like every single time they really Um, do
1: him and crowley in these next two episodes they really kill it with their their lines
0: yep and uh gabriel basically sends sam and dean back to their room um, and says like hey there's nothing we can do to stop the apocalypse uh, and then the camera stays on Sam and Dean as they kind of are talking about like what we're going to be doing. And, and the, both of them are a little freaked out. I think it's really funny to see these two boys freaked out as much as they are.
1: Cause they're, they're not just in a room with Lucifer or some archangels or whatever. It's just like all the gods <laughs> and they are so outclassed in that room that it's funny to see them come out of it and be like, oh, okay, fuck, <laughs> what are we going to do?
0: And, like, imagine going through this process where the last two years you realize that all of, like, all of the angels exist, like, God exists, Lucifer exists, demons exist, and then meeting a guy that says he's Odin. (laughs) Like, and being like, yeah, "Yeah, all of the evidence has told me that you're probably not lying, that you're probably actually Odin. That's real weird.
1: (laughs) It's been a weird couple of years for the boys. (laughs) (laughs) It really has. Um...
0: Gabriel tells them that um, he used to, him and Callie used to have a thing together, um, and that he's there to try to protect Sam and Dean, but also to try to reignite this stuff with Callie, um, which is kind of funny for me. Um, does he explain yeah, the he- blood spell
1: thing here? Uh, she has Sam and Dean's yes. blood, which means that they can't leave the hotel. I guess. Yeah,
0: and um, <clears throat> I like this next scene a lot because Dean basically demands that they go down and release the humans to get the humans out of there so that they don't get eaten.
1: And yeah, they try to, uh, they, I mean, they talk about it because what's, they've been looking for a way to defeat Lucifer this whole time. And kind of what what would be a better way to defeat Lucifer than to like forge an alliance with all the other gods to fight them off.
0: And I think, uh, Sam is a little intimidated by this, but Dean seems completely down. He's like, yeah, sure. Why not? They want to fight him. Let's fight. Yeah. So he, Gabriel explains about the blood vials. Um, they decide to go get them back. They have this argument about the humans, and Dean has to threaten Gabriel with, "Well, they all think you're Loki. So if I told them that you were actually an angel who they were been they are here to kill, that probably wouldn't go well for you. So why don't we go ahead and get these angels taken care of?" So Gabriel goes to distract um, Callie and have some smooches with her while Sam and Dean free the free the hostages.
1: Yeah. Uh, doesn't Dean try to go for his, uh, some plan at some point here to like make demands with the gods. I can't really remember the order of all this.
0: No, no, that's going to come later. Um, so that's going to come after, after this scene is going to come shortly out. Um, so, uh, this Gabriel and Callie meeting doesn't really go well for Gabriel. Like it seems like it's going well. They have some makeouts. Um, he tries to seal the blood, but of course he sees right through him and she gets his Gabriel's blood. So now Gabriel can't leave either. Yay. Um, he does like try to convince Callie to go to Pandora with him, which yeah. I can only assume is from that movie Avatar, right? Like he's got to be talking about that, that land with all of the, blue is he?
1: <laughs> I don't right? know where Probably. everything is
0: written in the papyrus font and everything sucks yeah. and they're trying to find unobtainium.
1: What in the fuck James Cameron anyway? Oh man, that's a bad movie.
0: <clears throat> <laughs> so yeah, she doesn't go, um, in the meantime, Sam and Dean on their way down to the kitchen uh find like just a group of gods <laughs> and like just just like and just pulling a human up on like a like a counter and just rip, including Odin and just like ripping into him and I feel like this is a a step down. Like I know that they're trying to make this threatening, but like I don't feel like the god Odin or Ganesh yeah, this, specifically he's acting would, like a
1: zombie would like,
0: eat, come on, eat human flesh directly yeah. off the bone, <laughs> like would cut someone's clothes off so they could get at their sweet, sweet flesh meat.
1: Right. This isn't like a, like a cool sacrifice or anything. It's just like, I'm really hungry. I'm going to eat. But like, come on guys.
0: Um, they also have, have this thing where you know, they, they can't stop them. Like they can't reveal where they are because it's more people to, to find.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, this all sets us up for Sam and Dean to get brought back into this meeting hall where they have um, Gabriel tied up to the ground, to the floor. Excuse me. <clears throat> nope, nope. That's not those to the chair. Jesus Christ. Um, and this is I'm, Chris. I'm, I'm curious how, what you think about this. Callie has has found out that he's an archangel. Mm-hmm. Um, he has and it pulls out his archangel blade which when I say it that way sounds real dirty but it's not Yeah, it's yeah. an actual blade we've seen these blades before right we've seen Cass use these mm-hmm. she recalls it an archangel blade and says it's the only thing that can kill an archangel
1: I don't know if that's true she certainly believes it. She certainly says it.
0: She certainly says it. I don't remember them ever referring to these things as an archangel blade again. So I'm wondering if like... They're...
1: Lucifer's sword, that's what they called it the first time, right?
0: Yes. Well, that's... Lucifer's sword it, was just Dean, right? It
1: was no, just used Dean, the Michael oh, Sword or Sam or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 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 I don't know. They just... They've called it many different things. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but it's the standard I blade. Use,
1: it's just the standard angel blade. Maybe Mm -hmm. the ones that the archangels have, have like plus two to angel damage or something. Yeah. So they're able to, to more easily hurt an archangel, but they, they have this Mm -hmm. and they think that with this angel blade, this archangel blade, whatever, that they would be able to kill Lucifer.
0: And Callie makes this speech that I absolutely love. Um, basically saying how arrogant the Christianity is and all these angels thinking Mm -hmm. that they own the world. And, um, that there are billions of us, and we were here first, and if anybody gets to end this world, it's me. And she's incredibly menacing. Um, for whatever reason, I neglected to write her name down. Uh, she was really, really great in Battlestar Galactica, if you watched that series. Um, she was in towards the later seasons, but she's really, really great. And she sells this, the kind of menacing, if anybody gets to end this world, it's me, lined extremely mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. This is This is very spooky and stabby. because she stabs (laughs) please
1: laugh (laughs) because she i'm not this is jeremy i'm in one of my my brain doesn't work well anymore um (laughs) i'm just dragging it along by the heels now it's been a long day okay
0: it's been a long day um but she straight up stabs our our dude she stabs gabriel and uh his eyes Mm -hmm. like light up we get that like angel light out of the eyes and mouth and then he dies um and this is where you uh yes, yes, this yes. is this is where where Dean starts making a speech. You want you wanna talk about this a little bit?
1: <laughs> this is my favorite scene in the episode because Dean is like, Okay, fuck, uh we're in trouble. So he, he stands up and just trying his very, very best <laughs> to sound intimidating. But I love just how awkward Jensen plays it. Um He's like the slowly standing up and then being like, "All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. I'm gonna help you ice the devil."
0: <laughs> he calls them filthy murdering chimps.
1: Yep. And he's like, meanwhile, he's like turning around trying to pour himself a drink because he's clearly scared out of his mind, but he's trying to like, <laughs> so he's trying to do like the Han Solo like cool guy like. There's um, a there's a I, cut I to it. Sam so in good. all of
0: this uh, where. Uh, as soon as he says the filthy murdering champ slot and sam does like the blink and i'm like oh there's there was our blinking white guy give from like hundreds of years before or for 10 years before man
1: um and he i believe he ends his speech with we can take on the devil together or you lame ass bitches can eat me <laughs> <laughs>
0: what the fuck dean <laughs> Because obviously they're they're there for a reason. Like they're going to use them as bargaining chips. Um, Mm -hmm. Like bare minimum, they could use Sam to 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 bait uh, Lucifer, Lucifer and you know get him there to a place where they could kill him. So um, this is where Dean finally demands that they let go of all of the uh, people, and they manage to get all the people out. And Dean looks over to the Impala as he's escorting all these people out, and notices somebody in the back seat, and who is it? It's our buddy.
1: It's our it, buddy, Gabriel. Still up to his old trickster tricks.
0: He's a trickster. Um, he's like, no, there's no way I would have given her the real blade. <laughs> that thing sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I just really I really like this a lot. Uh, yeah. And uh, Dean and, and Gabriel have this conversation. It's interesting to me because Dean has always leaned on Gabriel's family connections when he's mm-hmm. um, arguing with this guy. We saw it at the end of Changing Channels where he said, you know, this is not... This is all you being scared to confront your family. Like this is your older brothers are fighting and you're too scared to step in the middle of it. Um, except now when you don't, you don't just get to run away. This entire world is going to die. Um, and he does the same thing here. He's like, you know, you, you, you have to like, you're pretending like this whole thing is fake to you. Like this, yeah, you're he pretending. calls him out
1: on his, on his fake. I don't care attitude. You know, exactly. Yeah. Um. I really, I
0: really, I really like this because it kind of, We've seen it over season five where these boys are slowly but surely convincing one another to side with humanity. Um, Mm -hmm. but also everybody around them, like they seem to have convinced Kaz. They seem like for a while I thought they had, um, oh, who was the angel that uh Dean had sex with?
1: Anna. I thought they had Anna
0: on their side, but of course, you know, that didn't work.
1: I should have um, said Castiel. That's how I should have answered
0: that question.
1: <laughs> Man, I'll set them up
0: and you just missed them completely. <laughs>
1: I just answered it factually.
0: <laughs> uh, but I like this. I like that they're converting people to be on the side of humanity and to walk away mm-hmm. from what, whatever dumbass loyalties they have just because that they exist.
1: Yeah, I think it's easy to forget sometimes with this show, because everybody is played by humans, of course, and portrayed physically as humans, um, that... I think humanity is supposed to be a a good thing that we definitely take for granted in fiction because it's just, it's whatever, you know, there's the angels, there's the demons, but they all look like people, but like, no, Sam and Dean and their friends are the only people really in this cast. And they are fighting for humanity, which is us, you know, Chris and Jeremy, the real, real people. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think we're supposed to be reminded that these angels, we might like them as characters and stuff, but they don't give a shit about people like us within the fiction of supernatural Uh, and in real life, I guess also, because they aren't real, but you know, you know what I'm saying? (laughs)
0: I know exactly what you're saying. Uh, th- this is good. It doesn't work. Uh, Gabriel seems to think that he's going to just run away from this problems. Uh, Dean and Sam decide to go all in. Um, they, 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 like, yeah, we're we're going to help these people kill Lucifer. Like, we, the gun didn't work, so might as might as well do this. And um, they go back in, and Sam tells Callie, he's like, yeah, if you're going to make this happen, um, you got to take care of something. We're invisible to angels and demons because we have this stuff on our ribs, so you need to take that take those carvings out and she's like wouldn't it be just easier to break them and sam's like uh excuse uh, me
1: <laughs> i feel like we're talking about different things callie please
0: uh, <laughs> callie please callie, please."
1: but uh, it doesn't matter they don't have to do it because mercury has already sounded the alarm he's uh he snitched on his on his bros he just wants to sit down with the angels and talk chris
0: he just wants to mm-hmm. just wants sure, to hang sure, out sure, 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 and sure, sure. uh lucifer definitely
1: as he slaughters everybody so this is where good the gods showing up and then never or, or only being in one episode works is because lucifer shows up and this guy this mercury this pagan god has just kind of thrown everybody else under the bus he's he's uh what's the word i'm looking for Oh, he's defected to Lucifer, essentially, being like, hey, Mm -hmm. you're kind of super strong, so I'm going to be on your side and give you this infel, uh, and and Sam and Dean are here, and all this. And and Lucifer is just like, great, I'm disgusted with you. And this is what makes him such a spooky villain. I think he says something like, these pagans are worse than humans and demons. um, For some reason because they're always betraying each other and all this this stuff that i mean lucifer really hates humans and he really hates demons so he must really hate the pagans
0: <laughs> what like at a certain point like lucifer just wants to kill everything
1: <laughs> like it's so yeah. funny you know um, i think that might be why he's the devil devil
0: yeah okay 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 i'm with you okay okay you know i would never really looked into that light before <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah yeah but then he uh, of course he kills mercury and then he kills yep. odin and then he kills he all kills the other odin. gods
0: and and uh, Ganesh and like everybody else, there's like ten extra guys that they don't even bother introducing. So, just, like, what have
1: we? What else have we seen Lucifer do? We saw him summon death, correct? Yes. We saw him get shot in the head and not die from the cult.
0: Yep. Anything else? Um, he does have like we like we we we've seen him uh infest someone's brain to fuck with yep. them, right? Like yep. we 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 saw a lot of that spooky with spooky dreams,
1: spooky a lot spooky of spooky, spooky dreams
0: a lot of a uh, lot of um, guilty a lot of messing with your guilt stir up the But your he guilt. has
1: not physically like done anything in terms of like power. You know, it's some no. like Goku Vegeta shit here. He hasn't actually like fought anybody and been strong uh except so this yeah. is where they needed to really show Sam and Dean are out of their league here. I mean, they have been many times before, but they've always been able to come up with something, but now Lucifer walks in and he just lays waste to all of these gods. All of, all of these people are nothing. And and mm. then we know we're in trouble.
0: And he walks into this ballroom where Callie is, and just instantly slaughters Balder like it's absolutely nothing. And mm-hmm. then uh, Callie goes all like fucking Johnny Storm, like her arms light up in fire, and she she coats Lucifer with like flame. And I'm the whole time this happened, I remember thinking this the very first time I saw this episode too. I'm like, he's the fucking devil, dog. What do you? You don't you don't yeah. try to fry the devil. Like what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't work. Come on, y'all.
1: You trying to and drown just, some
0: fish while you're at it? What are, what are you doing?
1: <laughs> yeah. And once again, he's, he's seemingly, I think that Lucifer has a lot of like that kind of rage and wrath just beneath the surface, but everything on the surface is so calm. So when he walks in and he says, you know, Sam Dean, good to see you again. It's so casual, almost like he means it. Um, And that's what's so, so weird and strange about Lucifer. And that's why I liked him so much. Uh, But Kali, as she's, you know, catching her arms on fire to to shoot her magic attack at him. She says something like, what gives you the right? And Lucifer says, no one gives us the right. We take it. And that's like the entire philosophy of really not even just Lucifer, but the angels.
0: Mm -hmm. And that's what, you know, their God told them that, hey, I created this entire universe. Everything in it belongs to me and you're my first children, so it belongs to you as well. And, you know, some people took that literally, I think. Maybe a little too literally. <laughs>
1: Somebody, yeah. few
0: people, maybe. While, uh, while this is going on, Sam and Dean are, like, hiding behind some chairs. And Gabriel shows up uh, last minute to save the day. He gives Dean a porn DVD and says to uh, guard it with your life. And then he confronts Lucifer and uh, and saves Callie in the process. He, he gives Callie to Dean and Sam so that they can leave. And we have mm-hmm. this um, relatively long... Uh, yeah, like dis- that discussion, but this long scene between Lucifer and Gabriel, which is unusual because like our hunks aren't in it. You right. know what I'm saying? Um, and it's and it works like it works way better than work. the the witch did. The witch episode did.
1: It really does work, and he calls Lucifer a uh, great big bag of dicks. Yep. Which of course we're like, oh, haha, ha, that's funny. But this is Lucifer is like, excuse me, and you can tell that there's really never been that kind of like. Gabriel's a goofy dude, but you can tell as far as the brother relationship goes, like Lucifer's the big brother and you don't fuck with him. And uh, Gabriel is now standing up to him for the first time. It's a it's a big moment for his character. You know, we've seen him as the trickster in season two, messing around with people, giving them their just desserts, making them slow dance with aliens. We saw him mm-hmm. in season three, just screwing with Sam over and over, making him relive the same Tuesday. And then we saw him, you know, putting them on TV, making them do goofy things hitting Sam in the balls, making uh, Dean pretend to be Dr. Sexy or whatever. Mm-hmm. But now mm-hmm. it's like all of that goofiness. And I wonder how much of this has just been led up to because he's such a charismatic actor. Uh, but now Gabriel is having his moment to shine as a hero, kind of, by by sticking up to to his brother Lucifer and doing what's right or what he believes to be right.
0: And it's obvious... And, uh... And and Lucifer responds to this obviously very negatively. Like he's he's mm-hmm. taken aback by by this the things that Gabriel is saying and he's basically like, Are you are you no you're not allowed to do that. You can't talk to me that way. And um uh, he says that, you know it's it's I think he, at some point he calls humanity abortions and says that they're all flawed yeah. and why does and, and Gabriel has responded like, of course that they're flawed. Like they're but I believe in what God did, and He was right. They're better than us because of their, because they're flawed, in reference to humanity. And He tells Lucifer, "Like I'm, I'm because I'm definitely loyal because I think listen what Lucifer says is, um, what your loyalty to to your family." And He's like, "Oh, I'm loyal." Yeah,
1: what happened to love and loyalty, bro?
0: Yeah, and you know, Gabriel's like, "Oh, I'm I'm loyal, just just not to you anymore. I'm loyal to them." So he's on humanity's side, which which feels good. Yeah, he uh, says
1: he says he's loyal to humans because they try to do better and they forgive. Uh, and that they're better than the angels, basically. And just declares himself, like, once and for all for the humans. Yep. Um, and, and I think that, that makes sense. As far as bad guys go, the trickster was giving humans their just desserts. He was never being super cruel. Even the first time he showed up, him and Dean, like, kind of liked each other. Mm-hmm. There's always been something. Uh, but I like what part of what he says here. He just sort of... He takes Lucifer down a peg and he said, dad loves you, loved you best. And then he brought the new baby home and you couldn't handle it. All of this is just a great big ten- temper tantrum. Um, and nothing, nothing works for me better than somebody just belittling a villain <laughs> like that. And like, you know that there's going to be serious consequences for oh, abso- those, absolutely, those words, yeah. but,
0: um, but it works. <laughs> and during all of this, it should be said, like they're, they're staring each other down. They're circling one another. Um, Gabriel has his blade out, presumably the actual archangel blade. Archangel blade. As he's saying all of these things, uh, the camera kind of zooms out a little bit, and we see another Gabriel behind Lucifer kind of sneaking up on him. So this is, again, back to uh, Gabriel being the trickster. And as he sneaked- also just
1: want to real quick mention that sure. Lucifer looks like he's, he's falling apart. Yeah. We, we like need Homeboy to touch on that. Yeah, looking he, great. he is
0: wearing through Nick. Like Nick looks like he is, is, it should be in a hospital. Like it's, it's bad. He skin he's skin flaking off. And yeah, yeah.
1: After he's killed the angels and he's just covered it or not the angels, the gods, and he's just covered in all their blood. It's very creepy. It's very effective, but he is falling apart.
0: Yeah. The makeup here is, is, is extremely solid. Um, but uh, this as illusion, Gabriel is, uh, like kind of distracting, um, Lucifer, the real Gabriel is is sneaking up behind him, and of course, it doesn't work. Gabriel, uh, Lucifer knows it immediately, turns around, reverses the knife, stabs Gabriel, and that's where we get the full yeah. Gabriel death scene. Uh, the yeah, lights the, come, the
1: wings, the scorch, everything, this yeah. the, the
0: scorched wings, yeah. And and there is some debate. We were talking about this in our Patreon Discord again about whether or not this was a real death or whether or not Gabriel could have faked it. Um, and it's and it's a it's a question mark, but to me. I feel like this is him dead for sure. Like, I don't think, because we yeah. see Lucifer feel bad about this, which is something we have not mm-hmm. seen. You can tell he's, he's not conflicted, but he's, he feels guilt at killing, at killing uh, Gabriel.
1: Right. Um, and I think that sometimes in fiction, it's, it's fun to not have your characters die. We, we've we seen it a million times, but sometimes having them live after stuff like this belittles their, their character. Mm-hmm. Gabriel is a better character because he finally stands up for what's right and he dies for it. Uh, in real life, you don't want that to happen, but in fiction, you do want big moments like that. You want Gabriel to finally do the do the right thing. He has the power to do the right thing and he finally stands up and does it and, and he, he sacrificed for it. And I think it it's, it creates a really strong character arc for him. Now, I don't want him dead because he's a great actor and, and a great character, um, but I think it works very effectively. And bringing him back would... I don't want to say lessen what happened here, but you know it, it has a strong impact. Not, I think
0: it would definitely lessen the impact of it, right? Like if if we knew yeah. that he existed in season six in some way, um, watching this again wouldn't have the impact. It wouldn't make us think that wow, like Lucifer. This Lucifer has done a lot of horrible shit, and he is prepared to face Michael in battle. But I bet he wasn't really prepared to sacrifice the rest of, rest of his brothers along the way. You know what I'm saying? Like I, mm-hmm. I know he he waged war with heaven and was thrown down. But this probably sinks home, strikes home closer than anything he's ever actually done to this point.
1: Yeah, and looking at our hunks, it's important. They don't ever really t- talk about it or acknowledge it uh, because people are always dying mm. for Sam and Dean and they feel bad about it. Uh, but when they're able to affect that kind of change in somebody, because Sam and Dean are heroes no matter how much we break them down, and the people around them are affected by that. You know, Castiel was just a dude following orders until he met, like, Truly, like good heroic people. Who I mean, well, okay. Sam was doing the whole demon blood thing, not super good and heroic, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. When Castiel was affected by humanity, two great examples of humanity, despite everything else that they've done. Sam and Dean are always fighting for the people. They're like fucking superheroes, and and Castiel was affected by that, and and he was able to become a hero in his own right and defy orders and rebel against Heaven. Uh, and they had, have done now the same thing to Gabriel. They pull out the best in people, despite all of the darkness in the show.
0: It's it's good, and I I think this is a a meaningful death. Like this isn't, um, you know, this isn't this isn't our, our fan favorites. This isn't Ellen and Joe or anything. But this is this is a meaningful right. death, and I think it's it it has an effect on Sam and Dean. We're not going to really see that for a little while, uh, like because we we got to go after this, this scene wraps up, which is just Lucifer kind of walking around and like with the what the fuck did I just do look on my face, um, on his face. We goes directly into Casa Erotica number thirteen. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which is the porn DVD that Gabriel gave gave Dean. And as they're watching it, um, there is, you know, a hot, sexy nurse that <laughs> has just been studying too long or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, and in walks Gabriel and then Gabriel proceeds to start talking to the boys through the TV um, and says yeah. and he lays out. He just like just gives us a bunch of exposition, man. Like he is just expositioning all over the place.
1: Yeah, um, and basically he just tells them like, "Hey guys, uh, the cage that Lucifer was trapped in back when Yellow Eyes or whoever Lil- Lilith, right? Yeah, Lil- Lilith yeah, Ruby Lilith. let him out. I yeah. think <laughs> Lilith Ruby. Sa- oh, actually, you know what? It was fucking Sam. Sam. Yeah. <laughs> it was a you, cage. You may, you, you may remember
0: uh, a certain hunk that was responsible for opening that cage. Yeah.
1: There was a whole season about these sixty six seals, and you know they were on this cage. That cage still exists, and if you can get him back in there." You can trap him, and then that's it. You don't have to kill him. You can just trap him back in his cage. But you need the keys. Um, and But you need the keys. And the four horsemen um, have the keys. Their rings are the keys. Mm -hmm. Um, And they already have two of them. They have, what, war and famine? So if they're able to get all four uh, rings, then they unlock the final boss room and they can go on and take on uh, lucifer
0: you know you're not you're not far off saying this because i remember watching this for the first time and thinking this did feel hella me. <laughs> like having the, yeah, it this it late like in the game. season um having a reveal of like oh yeah these things that you've been collecting are actually important like we knew that they were gonna be important but like having them like kind of be a last minute like oh yeah key to the cage kind of situation i was like, okay fine. Like I'm uh, because up mm-hmm. until this point at the beginning of this episode, they had no leads whatsoever. Like they were trying to find Adam. Right. They're trying to find Castiel, but they can't find either one of those. And honestly, at the end of the day, as far as determined and as capable as Sam and Dean Winchester are, they're just humans. Like they can't cover massive amounts of the earth in the space of a, a eye blink. You know, they can't teleport themselves mm-hmm. everywhere. They don't have some sort of omniscient presence. Like they're just dudes in a car driving around trying to solve some fucking mysteries. Like that's it. That's what they are. Yeah so I, yeah
1: a lot of their leads they used to get from newspapers so yeah. you know yeah the motherfuckers don't even have they're a just, t- just
0: like sam would get made fun of for ha- <laughs> using a laptop do you remember that like where dean yeah. would be like oh yeah. what are you doing you know point oh, dexter research <laughs> dude you read newspapers so th-
1: they may be heroes but they're also you know yeah regular regular dudes. regular
0: motherfucking dudes uh so I feel like this is a little gamey. I like it. I, like, I, this is fine. Like, it's it's going to lead directly into our, our climactic final uh, finale for season five, which is extremely good. And I think they, they pulled this off. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I do feel like this is some last minute, like, oh, yeah, we probably need to figure, give these boys something to do for the next two episodes. Um, yeah. And the final, the final shot, the final few minutes of the episode are dedicated to introducing pestilence. And, uh, Ugh. God, it's so fucking gross. They do a really good job it's with this. It's
1: so gross. This dude. Just this dude riding in the shittiest car, rolls into a little gas station convenience store, just disgusting, sneezing phlegm everywhere. And
0: coating. His hands are coated in some sort of weird. Oh, I'm, I'm gagging. I'm bad. gagging. Thinking about it is so bad. That's it.
1: He's, he's very, he's very gross. Um, he's played by he the uh, idea. He's, pe- he's fucking pestilence. He's
0: fucking pestilence. He's played by Matt Frewer. Um, who is an actor that I absolutely love. You probably know him from Max Headroom. It's probably his most famous thing. Uh, I don't. <clears throat> he was also on the show Eureka. Uh, there's a um. I know him because he played a particularly awful X-Men vi- villain. Well, I know him from Eureka, but know him recently because he played at this, uh, there was a pilot of an X-Men show um, and he was the villain and he spent the entire hour and a half of the pilot uh, just doing his best, like Jim Carrey impersonation. And it was Weird. fucking horrible. Like it was so bad. But I love Matt Fruer so much. It almost circled around where I like the dude. But his character in Eureka is a lot of fun. He's been in everything. He's one of those guys. He's been in everything. But yeah, this is this is super super gross. He coats everything and um just, just he gets back in his car with the license plate sick and tired. And then we see like a bunch of mm-hmm. locusts filling up. And yeah, that's that's pretty much it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, let's get the hell away from him because he's so Yeah, close. I don't I don't want to
0: talk about this dude anymore if at least amount as possible. Um so yeah, let's let's get into the next episode. The next episode is The Devil You Know, written by Ben Edlin and directed by Robert Singer, so you know it's a fucking heat uh, air date was April 29th, 2010. The demon Crowley tells Sam and Dean he can help them find the remaining horseman rings so they can trap Lucifer. The brothers are doubtful until Crowley leads them to Brady, the handler for pestilence and death. However, Brady refuses to help give up their- excuse me, refuses to give up their locations and sets pestilence after the Winchesters um our our then scene is go sorry go ahead
1: i just i remember seeing the coming attractions that's not what you call them uh the the preview trailer the commercials yeah for this episode Mm -hmm. and all this stuff with brady and being like what the
0: what is going on in supernatural like what the fuck is happening i
1: totally forgot all of it this time around so when i got there i was like oh yeah and then i had all these flashbacks of watching the the preview for the next episode uh, and having to wait a week and be like, holy shit, this is going to be a big one. This is some big stuff. I don't know why. but <laughs> <laughs>
0: So our uh, our then is pretty much um, <clears throat> young Sam Winchester uh, dealing with Jessica that's falling out, which we haven't really seen in a while. Like, you know, when the, the series – when this season started – excuse me, the series started – uh, that was like the op- in the opening episode that was kind of one of the reasons that Sam was doing this and obviously we've gotten pretty far away from that. Uh but we see young Sam, not not young young Sam, but like, you know, before he it out Sam, like still normal 22-year-old, 22-year-old Sam, old yeah. baby face Sam. Uh Jessica on the ceiling, we get int- we get like a brief Croatoan thing and then uh Crowley uh, shows back up cuz this is going to be only this really the second episode Crowley was in and of course the Horseman. Mm-hmm. Um specifically Pestilence. Uh it opens with this scene that feels very late <laughs> of his time. Like this feels like a very like Michael Crichton scene where they're in like some sort of test bench with a bunch of monkeys and like these two doctors are talking about like a, a cure.
1: It's not this feels like the the cold open to like a B uh X Files episode. Exactly. Yeah. Um it, it yeah, it definitely feels like that.
0: Uh Outbreak. Like it feels like the opening move for the movie Outbreak, mm-hmm. right? Like <laughs>
1: So, but yeah, a spooky janitor locks two scientists in a closet yep. or in a, in a lab. Mm-hmm. He injected one of them with something. Spoilers, it's probably the Croatoan virus. Uh, it's and then the he swine flu kills flu the vaccine. other
0: guy. Yeah. Uh, it's
1: the swine flu vaccine. Correct. Because yeah, uh, also- swine flu was super relevant then. <laughs>
0: yeah, because everybody remembers swine flu, right? That's before we thought we were all going to die in a nuclear explosion again. Like the back then we had stuff
1: to worry about. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember because I was in, sorry, Jeremy. I believe mm. I was in high school when swine flu was big, so um, there was a lot of kids calling up because they had quote unquote swine flu.
0: Oh, really? Was that a thing that kids did? I didn't know that. That's hilarious.
1: Everybody was like, "Mom, I have swine flu. Can't go to school." Because they was like, "Yo, don't go to school if you have swine flu." Yeah, yeah, because so that shit. Everybody was just itself. using that as yeah. an excuse.
0: That's fucking <laughs> but, like great. nobody had it.
1: Nobody had it. <laughs>
0: um so yeah the this janitor you know locks him in the room he stabbed one with the syringe uh the janitor is of course a demon and the the dude that was stabbed with the syringe
1: goes crazy Jeremy, he goes didn't you didn't have to say he was a demon for us to know he was a demon. <laughs> <laughs> well i mean
0: we, i had i have to say it for our listeners <laughs> I don't, I don't, <laughs> they, they know they, they know he was a demon yeah it's he was very obviously a demon even before his eyes flashed totally black um Sam and Dean show up at this ER, uh, which is kind of overrun with, with patients, and, uh, they're wearing like the typical swine flu mask. And man, yeah. is that it? A- to
1: say, we see, we see. The dude from the gas station from the last episode that pestilence showed up and like sneezed on—that guy is like one of the first patients that we see.
0: Oh, is it really? I didn't. I didn't
1: even pick up on yeah, that. I didn't pay yeah, attention to it whatsoever. Just watch them back to back. I was like, "Hey, you got sneezed on last episode."
0: Good, good for that dude to have two episode credits under his name for such a small role. <laughs> That's dope. Good job. Yeah. Um, Dean makes a really inappropriate like King of Pop reference because this was like extremely shortly after Michael Jackson died. Right? Yeah, it really was. It really um, was. <clears throat> But yeah, it's uh, they're there posing as, like, they do a lot, um, I just completely blanked on the name of the organization, the CDC, because there's a, uh, mm-hmm. it's it's been a day and a half since the swine flu started, as yeah. this doctor tells them.
1: Yeah, here's <laughs> the deal. They're here asking normal people weird questions.
0: <laughs> That's just what they're doing. Yep, yep. They are two hunks that are dressed extraordinarily nicely today um, in their suits, asking a bunch of weird-ass questions. And then... Like, Dean somehow says, like, oh, it's been a, about a day and a half. And he looks at Sam and he's like, that's not how long the statues have been crying. And the doctor is like, excuse
1: me? What did you just say? Yeah. Dean, Dean is, this, Sam, is this your first time? <laughs> Dean, is this your first time having weird information be passed? Through? Like, Sam already knows. He knows how long the statues have been. He's Sam Winchester, of course he knows that. Don't bring it up in front of the normies. <laughs> Dean,
0: fucking, fucking Dean, what are you doing? Um,
1: We've been over this, Dean.
0: And of course this doctor feels like it's no big deal at all. Like, Oh yeah, this is just a normal outbreak. We're going to handle it. I don't know why the CDC is here. Uh, but when they get on the phone with Bobby and it's nice to see Bobby back, yeah, they've back been, they've been
1: chasing this, this, well, but they've been chasing pestilence. Mm-hmm. They've been mm-hmm. chasing the swine flu outbreak, but they can't seem to catch up with them. And they, yeah. And they call Bobby and he's kind of stumped too. Yeah.
0: Bobby says like, uh, this is the fourth town that they've been in that, that he's seen this. And, uh, Based on the on the behavior, he thinks that the pestilence is going east. Uh, and, and Sam and Bobby are like, "We're in Nevada. <laughs> like, there's pretty much yeah. only east in the country left." <laughs> like, which is a really good line. And Bobby, of course, yeah. is like, "What the fuck do I know?" Um, and then, surprising everybody, Crowley teleports into the back of the Impala. One of my favorite Shout tricks that angels. One of my favorite tricks that angels and demons do, because Anna did this yeah. once and freaked Dean out, mm-hmm. and I, I just love this. That was good. Sam immediately and, oh yeah, tries that's when to he, kill him. Go ahead.
1: Yes. Come on. Well, I just like that last time Anna showed up in the back seat. She was like, Sam, you're different. And he was like, uh, uh, I don't know. A haircut.
0: <laughs> haircut, maybe.
1: <laughs> my favorite scene. Remember that video I sent you? Oh, Come yeah. on, Jeremy.
0: You tweeted like four videos about that one scene. It was great.
1: <laughs> you got it right up in the It was throat. hilarious.
0: I'm gonna have to now I I'm gonna have to go of- and find them to put them in the show notes. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, Crowley teleports in the back. Sam immediately tries to to stab the dude, which I think is hilarious. Um, Classic. Uh, Dean pulls over, and they all, like, step out of the car to have this conversation. Uh, Sam and Dean are rightfully angry at Crowley with this. Like, remember the last time we saw Crowley? He sent them after Lucifer. And remember, that was also the episode that, you know, Joe and Ellen died. And, uh Yeah. <laughs> And also, and then they, they didn't kill Lucifer. <laughs> they did the thing that Crowley told them to do, and it didn't work. Like that was the that was the kicker right there. Is it was all worth just basically not worth anything. Uh, I guess knowledge is worth something, but still, like I don't think. Anyway, no, Sam, your totally friend's thinks dying
1: was not worth the knowledge.
0: <laughs> Sam totally thinks that uh, Crowley knew about the gun ahead of time, uh, and Crowley yeah. d- insists that he doesn't. Um, Dean actually kind of just almost immediately, he's distr- he's distrusting, but he's also like, you could tell he's grasping at straws. He's like, okay, like, yeah. if you, okay, I, I'll listen to whatever you have to say, <laughs> Um mm-hmm. Since he's done all of this crazy shit with Sam and Dean, all of the demons have turned against him. They burned down, like, his beautiful house that he was watching German Hitler march- marches in.
1: I love that he just screams, they burned down my house, they <laughs> ate my tailor. <laughs>
0: they ate my tailor is such a great supernatural line. I love it so much. I just love I love this fucking show Because what can you it's really so do
1: to a demon? I mean, he's a demon. What is he a care demon, like, no, yeah. this, this guy loves comfort and he loves style. And you take those things from him. <laughs>
0: They go to, uh, he, he convinces them to listen just a little bit further. And, uh, so they go to Crowley's like safe house that he's got warded against everything but roaches because it looks like a fucking hovel. Um, but of course it's, it's not there for, for those kind of purposes. Crowley says that he found them because, uh, somewhere along the line he, he has hidden a magical coin. That tells him where Sam and Dean are and also lets him listen in on all of their conversations. All of their hunk drama. Dude, Chris, how much is he listened Mm -hmm. to? Like, just think about all of the inanities that those boys get up to. I love that. This idea just has so much appeal to me, Chris. I love this so much.
1: It's kind of like listening to 45 episodes of this podcast and trying to figure out what Supernatural is based on just this. I think we you do a pretty good seen, job explaining. You haven't seen any of it, but you have heard two lunatics talking about it. <laughs> that's that's what it's like listening. You've been
0: listening to the uh, Supernatural podcast starring uh, Jared Padalecki and Jensen Ackles. Yes. Um, yeah, that is that is just such a good idea. Like I just have you ever um, I know you're a Twin Peaks fan. Um, have you ever listened to the Agent Cooper tapes?
1: I have not. Are they crazy like that of him talking to Diane or whatever?
0: It's exactly that. Yeah, so every time in the show where Agent Cooper would pick up his little recorder and say like Diane, da 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 da. da It's just that. It's like it's it's podcast didn't exist in in you know the the early uh-huh. 90s so they didn't call it a podcast, but it's a fucking audiobook more or less and it got it, it, it won a fucking Grammy, like because Kamala McGlacklin <laughs> is that great that he read some Damn. shit on a page into a tape and won a fucking Grammy for it. Um, so yeah, go go listen to the Agent Cooper tape or the yeah the Agent Cooper tapes; those are great. Uh, anyway, Crowley wants to pitch this whole. Uh, idea Um, the corporation that has been uh, no we're not quite there yet but he knows he says he doesn't know how to get to the horseman but he knows all about the rings he knows about the keys he knows about the cage he's into this idea but he knows the guy that kind of handles him he calls him the horseman stable boy and that's where we get this uh, cut to the Niveus Pharmaceutical Company, um, who is the one responsible for making this swine flu. And this like obvious like shitbag CEO type is yelling at his people, and they're like, "Hey, we're we're doing our best." And he's like, "Well, you need to do the best of someone better." Like he's a real jerk, <laughs> jerk face. Uh, obviously, a demon. <laughs> like we don't even yeah, have to question I, it.
1: Yes. I wrote a. I wrote business dick. That's how I described him. Business, business dick is
0: a, is a really is a really good subscri- subscription. Jesus Christ, a really good um, apt description. Description.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Crowley has one of my favorite lines in the episode here when he's like, "Okay, I'll go. We'll go talk to this dude. We will convince him to to sell out his uh his horsemen, his his masters." And Crowley says, "I've sold sin to saints for centuries. I That's think really I can great. close this deal or whatever. Mm-hmm. I've sold sin to saints. Two Saints for centuries. The alliteration. Crowley just has the coolest fucking lines.
0: They really give him the best best lines. Him. They give everybody but Sam and Dean the best lines. Well, they give Dean a lot of good and, lines. You know, they give everybody sense. but Sam, and Sam and just, good lines.
1: They're just regular... Yeah, Sam is just sometimes will say something really angry, and that's about <laughs> all he gets.
0: Somebody... um I don't want to get too much into uh, spoiler territory, but somebody messaged me and said, uh, you have no idea how many times I've heard the phrase go dark side in season 13 so far. And I'm like, really? That's very <laughs> exciting to me.
1: <sighs>
0: um, so yeah, uh, he's basically pushing everybody to get the swine flu vaccine out onto the market. Um, and just like straight up murders a dude in his office. <laughs> like that's
1: yeah blood goblet he's got to make a cell phone call with a blood goblet he's got, got our old friend the blood so goblet yeah
0: it's 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 our it's a return to form and uh instead of a demon master suddenly a demon he calls pestilence who sends a reply of just one single fly <laughs> which is really great during this entire conversation just flies start coming out of this blood goblet and i'm like ugh, this is so fucking gross yeah. pestilence is so nasty
1: yeah, he really is.
0: He's really nasty. Um we go back to our, our buddies Sam and Dean and uh Crowley has has put together this plan that they're gonna go like try to get in front of this dude and get the information out of him, right? Uh he tells them that Sam cannot come and he says his reasons are that uh he doesn't like Sam. Sam keeps trying to kill him and also Sam isn't invited. <laughs> And just, <laughs> yeah. just like the, especially the, and you're not invited, as if like that's the yeah. breaking decorum is the number one thing that you shouldn't do.
1: So yeah, Dean agrees to go without Sam, and then we just have uh, well, drunk we could, Sam. Right?
0: Oh, I want to. I want to talk about this. The idea that Dean just straight up agrees with it because, like, I was kind of shocked that this happened. Like, I get it. We're we're in last chance territory, but. For Dean to trust a demon, especially a demon that has kind of already fucked him over in the past and over and after going like all of this, like doing all of this stuff with Sam to agree to leave Sam behind, I think is kind of bonkers.
1: Yeah. Um, But this isn't, you know, did did they talk about this? This feels like a thing that they have like a conversation about and he's like, I can't really remember.
0: He doesn't know. They don't talk about it. He just says, okay, I'm going. And Sam is like, what? And Dean's like. What can I say? I trust the guy. And then walks out of the fucking room with him. That's it. Like, that's, he's just like, bye. <laughs> it's nuts.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They don't have much of a choice, I guess, at this point.
0: And, uh, and yeah, this is where we start getting into Drunk Sam, who is drinking a bottle of whiskey while <laughs> on the phone with Bobby. Well, he's like, it's very much of the sex in the city scene, <laughs> except like sex hunters mm-hmm. in the city, where they're just talking on the phone yeah. and drinking and talking about the problems, talking about the other people that aren't around.
1: And this is a, I guess it would take a little bit of a buzz, Sam, to really come out and say something like this, but he talks to Bobby about when he was possessed at the beginning of Season 5 and he was able to take control for that brief moment and stab himself in order to stop himself from uh, from hurting Sam or Dean, whoever it was, Dean, I think. Mm -hmm. And Sam says, you know, how did you you get control? Do you think it would be possible to do that? Uh, What if I, you know, let Lucifer in, and then took control enough to jump into the cage because he's not going to let us just you know push him in. He's not going to just walk in. You know, we show him the cage. We're going to need a way to to get him in there. But Bobby is obviously not having any of that bullshit. Uh, And they do. I mean, Sam even says like, "Listen, this is something I want to talk about with you guys. Not something I'm going to go do on my own." You know, I I fucked up last season. I'm not going to do it this season. But like, let's talk about this. And then uh, the thing that
0: he says that I like is, "I'm not going to do it unless we all agree." Like just, I like seeing Sam progress from the point where he's just like making shit up as he goes along and assuming that everybody can, you know, that he's the only person to say, no, no, we're, Mm -hmm. we're a team.
1: Right. And he, or Bobby says, you know, talking about, you're not exactly Mr. Anger Management. How are you going to control the devil when you can't control yourself? That's the big takeaway from this scene for me is that. I never really saw Sam as, as an angry person, and especially since they explored it so well with Gene in season two, the anger, the violence coming out from the guilt and the grief of John's death,
0: mm-hmm. where Sam
1: is, they've they've kind of explored it slowly over the last few seasons and then since um, obviously starting the apocalypse, you know, breaking the seal, letting Lucifer out, he's he's been, I guess, more aggressive, more angry when it comes to wanting to get all this shit done.
0: I don't know. It, it- Exactly. Now he's, and that's, remember we've, we've kind of been teased with that too, because Lucifer wants him to use all that anger. He wants him to be angry so that he can stick it aside so that he can be a better vessel. So they're, they're building him up like that. And I think that's really good. Uh, the the other line in here that's really good is when Sam says, I think I'm strong enough. And Bobby says, you ain't (laughs) like just straight up. You, you (laughs) like he's going to break you down every way that he can. Um, so, we go back to Dean and Crowley. Uh, Dean is scoping the place out and there's just like a ton of guards on the bottom floor. And uh, he's trying to figure out what to do when Crowley teleports over and just kills everybody. And uh, this is our first, our first sign. It's, it's extremely brutal. Like it's bad.
1: It's, it's not something that Sam or Dean could ever just like get away with doing, you know, they're, they're on their little stakeout trying to think, how do we get in there? And Crowley's like, yeah, I'm going to just go fucking kill everybody. Um, it's not the hero move. It's not something that the, sam or dean would be cool with but like what choice do they have it's already done i mean like he does it but without asking dean's permission it's so, like we have to have some big thing where dean's like no i can't let you do this it just goes and he does it he's like okay well you want to fucking save the world all those people are dead deal with it
0: and i love this idea that uh dean was trusted dean thought that this would go by the usual rules right like he thought that oh yeah we're gonna go on this hunt but you know and i don't trust you but I've, I've been in these situations before, and I know what to do, and just having Crowley murder five people in front of him, humans by the way, I don't even think these were demons. these were just normal humans that they had hired to guard the bot like why would you have demons possess yeah. these people right it's It's There's no need it for just it. and you can see that he's just like flabbergasted by this whole situation of like oh my god i didn't did not quite realize this what I was getting into here, which is something for Dean Winchester. yeah all right let's. See here. <laughs> So now that the uh now that the way is clear uh Crowley mm-hmm. says okay time to put you in the elevator and send you to the 12th floor so you can talk to uh you know Brady the CEO and Dean's like you're not coming with me he's like hell there no, there's demons up there you do this yeah <laughs> <laughs> And uh this this meeting with Brady does not go well uh Dean kind of tries to work from a bargaining position where he's like, well, you know, we just need the rings. We want your help, et cetera, et cetera. And Brady says, well, how do you know that I even want the rings? Who told you that? Like, kind of getting the idea that, like, you're you're a plant. Like, somebody is putting you up to all yeah. of this, which I think is also really good. Because I like the fact that Brady's smart. Like, he's not a dumbass.
1: Right. He doesn't just immediately buy into Dean's bullshit. He's like, yeah, I don't want the fucking rings. You basically, you turned war and famine into like blathering idiots. Like I can't use them anymore. They're nothing to me now. Uh, What I do want is to uh, take a piece out of your ass and uh, beat the beat the heck out of Dean, which is exactly what he does. He beats the hell out of Dean. <laughs> I love. So, th- this is a great, this is a great, like, villain scene of this guy. You know, Brady, he's he's beating the crap out of Dean and he really makes you hate him. Uh, and then it's like, cut to commercial break. And then Dean's running to the elevator and he gets in. And he closes him like, Dean, you were just on the ground a minute ago, buddy. What happened in that commercial break?
0: Yeah. Yeah. He, he did some. Why, why can't we see that? It's like when you, um, I've been watching a lot of baseball recently with the World Series, and like they'll come back from a commercial. I'm like, you guys have been going for a little while, and I didn't get to see it. That's weird. Like, Do you guys not think this is interesting? <laughs> I thought this was your whole thing. <laughs> I'm here watching it. I want to see it. <laughs> but Dean gets to the elevator, and um, he gets to, manages to get downstairs. But, of course, Brady follows him. And as soon as Brady steps out the elevator, uh, Crowley sneaks up behind him and like grabs this... If they didn't already use the expression hex bag, I would use I would say hex bag, but it's just like a, a like a brown cloth bag that's covered in all of these like weird runes and symbols.
1: Yeah, Around, and then he right. does uh, a very very violent thing to his brain.
0: <laughs> he, just he just beats hits, the hell out of this he, dude's he, head, man. With like a tire iron, he just goes for it. <laughs> it's so bad. And then it's dark. They, they, they put him in the uh, in the back seat of the Impala, and fucking Crowley just starts carving on this dude's chest. Like it's, yeah, it's 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 uh, like you could tell Dean is very uncomfortable with everything that they're doing. Like, like sure, they've got the guy, and apparently this this carving thing is going to lock the demon in in this in this meat suit so that the demon can't leave. Which I hope Dean, like I know this is bad, but he should definitely be making a sketch of that asap because that could be fucking useful. <laughs> um, but they. It's you can tell he, Dean is over his head, right? Like this is way more bloodshed than he's ever been used to on these jobs.
1: Yeah, and um, so okay, now it's time to head back to the hideout where Sam is waiting. Uh, but Crowley says no, we cannot, we cannot bring him back to Sam. And watching this now, I'm kind of freak, trying to think like, okay, why can't we? Because demons or whatever, he'll be tempted. Mm-hmm, Lucifer? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's it's none of the usual things. We find out uh, I don't know if it's right now or, or a little while but um this dude brady uh he knows sam from before from before he was a hunter or before you know before supernatural uh he went to college with him this is like a dude who 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 sam knew in his life and as sam says in a little while brady is the one who introduced him to jess so this guy has played a pivotal role uh in sam's time away from the hunting life
0: this was sam's roommate right so like yeah and again like you said the idea that this dude and and there's an idea of there, there's when sam finally sees him and the, the show spends some some time in this tension right we are kind of skipping over that they spend some time like ooh, what, what is it what is it going to be but like it doesn't really matter um when when sam finally confronts brady as this tied up demon brady seems to imply that yeah it was pretty early on like that i stole brady like it, it was pretty much me the whole time so like yeah. even yeah, sophomore back then, year he
1: says so out of the four years he was there, like three of them were Brady or was a demon. Exactly. Um, and Sam is
0: just immeasurably pissed off and immediately wants to kill this demon. And I, I
1: can't really blame him here. Uh, and- yeah, he says some, some pretty crazy shit. It's, uh, you know, he, w- he was watching Sam on the behalf of yellow eyes trying yep. to, you know, who we had always psychic kids. If you remember from season two and three or whatever it was. Uh, and he, he introduced, Sam to Jess because he wanted to be able to take something away from him to, to push him back into the hunter life. And he says it may have been Yellow Eyes's orders to kill her and to torture her on the ceiling. Uh, but I'm the one who, who did it. You know, she let him into the apartment. She was baking cookies. He gets so like personal about it. Like she trusted me. She was nice to me because I was your friend. I was her friend too. And uh, I betrayed her and I murdered her. And that is – that's about as dark as you can get for Sam there, I guess. Um, It is. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Um, He's already killed the dude
0: that killed his mom. So, like, that dude's not in the picture anymore. So, (laughs) this guy is a a real good second best.
1: Don't blame him for, yeah, wanting to tear this dude apart.
0: There's also – I I just want to make a quick comment that – this is the first time uh, as Crowley is um, Crowley leaves. And basically at, when he comes back, he's asked Dean where Moose is referring to Sam as yeah, Moose. He says, Where's
1: your Moose? Yeah. Yeah. Where's
0: your Moose, which I think is the first time that he he calls Sam that. That's definitely going to be the last time. So I, I wanted to mention it. Um, yeah. But this, during this whole conversation where, where Brady is telling Sam all of this stuff, uh, Sam has gotten kind of fed up with uh, Crowley and Dean saying like, no, you can't kill him. We need him. We need him to find the, um, these horsemen, and he locks Dean in the bathroom <laughs> to be able to have this conversation with yeah.
1: him. Yeah, because Crowley has realized that, that this dude, Brady, he's not going to talk right now. Yep. And that's an issue. That's a big um, issue. So because what, says, what is he going to do? He's like, like,
0: Brady says, like, hey, I, either I help you or I die, or I don't help you, and they're going to assume that I did, and I'm already dead. <laughs> like, I'm I'm mm-hmm. going to die either way this goes. So
1: Yeah, he would rather not die on Lucifer's shit list.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: he... Yeah, he won't talk, so Crowley has to go stick his neck out. And he says, this is exactly the kind of swashbuckle I've been trying to avoid. Uh, (laughs) I just, I love that expression. It's, It's a great line and we don't know what he's about to go do but he's about to go do something and this is when you know they're alone so sam locks dean in the bathroom and or the closet or whatever he's putting him in uh and we don't know what sam is about to go do we have an idea but uh
0: -hmm. and dean
1: is like come on man like don't do this like dean knows that he's not locked in there and that sam's going off to drink demon blood but he's like dude seriously don't please (laughs) don't don't do this bro
0: (laughs) bro 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 um, luckily <laughs> Sam holds onto his wits and, uh, he doesn't let the anger that Brady is trying to inspire him, uh, lead him down a, a dark path uh, or, a dark or onto side? a dark side. If you will, <laughs> um, he, he goes and opens up the, open the door and lets Dean back out.
1: Yeah. I like to think of that as really, was Sam trying to test himself,
0: sure. uh, be- after mm-hmm.
1: what Bobby said about, you know, you, how can you control the devil when you can't control yourself is to maybe, I don't know if necessarily self. Uh, or subconsciously, if he was doing this, just getting as close to the fire as he possibly can without getting burned. And that's, ex- that's what he does. You know, he, this is when, when Brady tells him, I killed Jess, she, you know, I tr- introduce you to her. Mm-hmm. And he, he also goes on about how like, Oh, remember, you know, sophomore year after Thanksgiving, I came back and I was all messed up and you tried so hard to set me straight again. Like you, you tried really, really hard to be a good friend to me. And it was just me, the demon, this whole time. Brady's been gone for a long time. Um, it's just pulling, I think, at, at the old Sam, especially, his heartstrings as much as possible. And uh, yeah, I mean, I would have expected that would have been like the brother drama this time was that uh, Sam locks Dean away and, then, and kills this dude and then lets him out.
0: But no, he doesn't, thankfully. Uh, he doesn't. And when he lets Dean back out the bathroom, uh, He Crowley arrives, and uh, Crowley's plan... As best I could tell, and and correct me if I get some of these facts wrong, Chris, but um, he he knew where some demons were, so he showed up and killed them for what he said was uh, killing his lover, implying that him and Brady are lovers, and uh, letting at least one of the demons escape. So basically, setting up the situation yeah. where, yeah, you can die, but now, like, you, you, before you were trying to die on the right side, you were trying to die on Lucifer's behalf. Now that's taken away from you, and I've made you a traitor. So mm-hmm. now you're going to be tortured for
1: eternity. <laughs> Which is, yeah, I think that this is this is Crowley's best move. <laughs> oh
0: my God, Crowley! What? I, oh, this is so good. Um, just what a what a just a man. But of course, again. We have to have like more and more things happening in this episode because it's just not enough it's for a normal happens. episode. Uh, a fucking hellhound shows up. They start hearing howls mm-hmm. in the background. Yeah. Followed Crowley here. And uh it's because he, Crowley digs in his pockets and finds another one's goddamn magical coins. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't one, think. One I, of those podcast coins. He found a fucking <laughs> iTunes coin in Crowley's pocket. Jesus. Uh And yeah, they, it's, it's a we get a hellhound fight and i, I love this like crowley has brought his own yeah, fucking you think hellhound he, crowley
1: Crowley he he dips out real quick and you think well okay there goes that ally and then he shows up with a bigger hellhound than the hellhound oh that's that right, right. Up. right
0: he dips out because once he dips out sam uh looks over at dean and he's like i told you so and dean's like well good for you yeah <laughs> it's real shitty <laughs> <funny> with it <laughs> <laughs> um so they, they get Brady out of there after during the Hellhound fight because uh uh Crowley's bigger, meaner Hellhound kinda wins and starts taking him out. Mm-hmm. Uh but they manage to get Brady out and he gives them the address of where pestilence will be. So now we've we've got some place to go. Um there's a real tense moment where Dean is drawing like a salt <laughs> line around this and Crowley like kind of steps up mm-hmm. and Dean looks at him and just lets him pass before drawing the salt line, which I really like.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, I guess in, in a way they would have had a, a chance to to kill him there. Absolutely, I don't like know if it's that's this actually
0: true? I don't
1: know about kill him.
0: Um, however,
1: I do. I think... I don't know if he could have like zapped out like through the air. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm actually, not really sure yeah, how salt you, lines work.
0: I would I would think that your powers are cut off. in a no no because we haven't we've seen it where they could actually like kind of affect. It's not a salt have, like, ma- circle
1: because there's just concrete buildings around them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. He could just teleport anywhere. You know um, but it's, it's, but fine. it's, a trust, it, it it's a trust thing. It was the gesture. It was the gesture. Yeah. It was,
1: yeah, 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 it
0: was yeah. definitely, it was showing this uneasy alliance between Dean and Crowley specifically. Cause I don't really think that, yeah. uh, Sam is really
1: caring for this whatsoever. And now we get this. S- Sam, like, as much as he likes to have, uh, to fornicate with supernatural creatures, doesn't have many supernatural friends. It's, it's really true. Dean <laughs> who's hanging out with the demons and the angels. And it's and, true. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. Up you're, with them.
0: You're absolutely right. Um, this is a really weird scene to me, uh, of Sam like kind of threatening, kind of walking menacingly up to Brady, who's kind of up against a brick wall, and there's a bunch of this back and forth. And I I don't know what I don't like about this scene. It feels way over long for one. Like I feel like once they got the address, that's really all they needed to do. And then like if Sam was going to kill him, which Sam does, he didn't really need to draw it out a whole lot. But it he really does, and yeah. it takes a while. He like has to, I guess maybe he screwed himself up for courage
1: or something, right? Like he's, I don't know. They're trying to make know. it seem like this big, bad, sinister scene. It's a little bit weird. Dean says, I believe it's Dean who says, um, all those demons and angels and sons of bitches, they just don't get it. We're the ones that they should be afraid of. I think that that Dean is the one who says that. Like, Sam and Dean, like, they're the ones that everybody should be worried about because at the end of the day, I mean, they are kind of the ones who always get shit done. Um, (laughs) And I think some of this is is kind of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Some of this is so that Brady can pontificate a little bit before Sam kills him about how, you know, you hate me because this is. You hate what you see in the mirror. You know, like, this is what you, you see when. The same blood pumps through both of our veins. All this kind of thing that we've been over with over and over again. Um, Brady says to Sam, maybe the only difference between you and the demons is your hell is here. Hell is not down there. Hell is not in some other place. Hell is the life that you live. That's the only difference between you and me. And Sam says, interesting theory before killing him.
0: Yeah. I, and 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 Sam does look appropriately like, scary doing this like this look mm-hmm. when the winchester's want to get violent and has to have to get violent it, it does look appropriately scary this whole thing just kind of smacks of a theater that we don't normally see the winchester's involved in like yeah, running they're the trying to line. give us,
1: like the viewer some sort of satisfaction some sort of like mm-hmm. comeuppance like yeah fuck that guy he got him uh i don't know watching these episodes uh back to back kind of doesn't feel like necessary or earned or really appropriate not that i wouldn't want sam to get his vengeance on this dude but yeah it's just kind of like another thing you're like okay well that guy was introduced to this episode and then he killed him sure
0: yeah and it and it seems like i, I agree with you that's a little unearned and also and i don't i, I, I know i'm the sam hater in this podcast relationship and i apologize to everybody but like i don't think that jared particularly sells this very well either um so, and we've talked about that in the past where i don't feel like jared kind of holds up that emotional angst as well as dean does in a lot of times or as well as jensen does um and maybe and maybe it's so maybe it's a combination of those factors that this whole thing seems like overly theatrical and also, like, the guy was just introduced, like, 17 minutes ago, and also, yeah. like, Jared is making, a, like, a weird O-face while he's killing this dude. So, I, <laughs> maybe it's a combination of factors, but he does, he kills him, and we're never going to see Brady again, so, yeah, we're done with that. We're done with that plot line for this episode. Yeah.
1: And now we go on to, like, the third ending of this episode, it's, like, Return <laughs> of the King over here, where Crowley shows up at Bobby's house. Yeah. Uh, and starts talking some shit, but he says the boys are to ring number three, but we need help finding number four. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bobby says one of my favorite lines of the episode, uh, where he says, "Get off my property, or I'll fill you so full of rock salt, you crap margaritas." Um, it's big, great, big it's fit, good Bobby um, line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and Crowley's like, "Listen, let's let's do some talking," and then Bobby just <laughs> shoots him. He just shoots him more than once. I,
0: I love I love that Bobby carries through with his threats in these situations because it always feels unexpected. I always feel like I'm going to get like a long like like, TV trope episode, right? Like, where they're just holding guns at each other or whatever. But nope, like, Bobby just, like, just straight up shoots him, and it's... it's oh, good Bobby.
1: Yeah. But uh, really, uh, Crowley is here because, you know, he's a crossroads demon. He can essentially grant a wish for the price of a soul. He can gain knowledge uh, or power that wouldn't otherwise be available to him uh, by making a deal. So he says, you know, Sam and Dean are on their way to get pestilence, but we don't have death. We need to find death. And so maybe maybe Bobby, you're, you know, you're part of the team. You're one of the boys, after the aforementioned boys. Um, maybe if you could just lend me your soul for this little deal, I could get the coordinates on death and then we could go and, and take care of that. Uh, you would think that he would want something a little bit bigger, but maybe that's, that's out of his power. Um, but he, he propositions to Bobby, give me your soul. Make a deal with me. Uh, I will give you your soul right back, I promise, which I don't know how you could trust something like that. But then I will give you the coordinates for death, and uh, we can we can get this ball rolling, and we can finish the show. And Bobby <laughs> and, and the audience were left with this question, because Bobby doesn't give him an answer. Because, of, of course, at first he's like, no. And he probably shoots him again, I don't know. <laughs> um, like, of course Bobby's <laughs> not going to take that, But but Crowley's a salesman, and Bobby is desperate. They're in a desperate situation, and he pitches him this idea, you know. Lend me your soul. I'll give it right back. We'll get the info we need. And uh, that'll be that. It. um.
0: My, my last note on this episode that I have written down is Crowley is definitely trustworthy. <laughs> so like this just <laughs> it just seems like this is such a bad idea uh, and it's such a tempting idea. And I feel like when you're dealing with a crossroads demon, especially when it's higher up in the food chain, as, as Crowley has proven himself to be, anytime you start feeling yourself being tempted by something he's offering, is probably that's where the, the warning sign should start going off like crazy. Yeah, uh, yeah. But you could, I think you can visibly see on Bobby's face that he is interested in this. He's like, oh, well, how else are we going to do it? Like, how else would this even be possible? Um, and It's, I, it's I like a
1: dangerous, it. but it's also a it's kind of simple solution. It's going to get them exactly what they need to get to.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's scary and it's good, and it makes me like Crowley and Bobby both a lot more. (laughs) Like these last two episodes, um, since we're kind of getting we're getting close to wrapping up this episode of the podcast. uh, Both of these episodes have had extended scenes that don't involve our brothers. Where, you know, they're, we, we have this thing between Crowley and Bobby. We had the thing between Lucifer and Gabriel. And the show is getting better for that, I, I believe. Like, it's making those characters more interesting. And obviously, Bobby's going to be with us and Crowley's going to be with us for, for a long time. And it's, I think it's a good thing. Like, that's I think that's a very positive overall thing. So, Yeah, I, for sure. I find both of these episodes a little weird. Um, Being this close to the season finale and being introducing like some weird stuff like rings or keys. And by the way, you have two of them. (laughs) And also this guy that you knew from college is now a demon and always has been like, I feel like that's a a little like cheap in a way, but Mm -hmm. it's so well done. It's so well executed overall that I don't really care that much about it. Like I can just let myself forget about it and have a good time, which was something I wish that the entire fucking internet would learn to do for a little while. Um, I
1: think I'm especially able to do that when I was watching it week to week, where there's been a week in between, so I'm just taking on the new information. Okay, this is the next part of the story, and not just like, oh, wait a second, that wasn't earned yet, because I've been I've been waiting for seven days. I've been thinking about it. I've been wondering what's going to happen next, and then I get served the next thing, and I, you can fill in the gaps um, with... Just because there's been time. But when you're watching it in a more uh, streamlined way, it's easier to pick things apart. Uh, we, I think we kind of go back and forth because the seasons, of course, they're, they're 22 episodes and they want to do a lot in 22 episodes. Sometimes what they want to do gets cut down. You know, we only have a couple episodes left. To We have two episodes left. Uh, and now we have to get two rings and then somehow face off Lucifer before the end of the season. Like, what do we get? How, that's, there's, there's an hour and a half of the show left. <laughs> but it's like, how are we going to get all that done? But uh, I think at the same time, if they were like laboring over the same ground, if it had been since episode one, every episode was dedicated to getting these four rings and and then they were going to fight lucifer we would be complaining about that as well because it would be like well we've been doing this for so long just get it over with already um there's there's just so much in between it is still episodic television there's a formula to this stuff and you have to appreciate this for what it is as its formula because if you're trying to look at this as a as a piece of like uh high art you're not going to enjoy it if you're looking at it as a as a function of its medium i think it's a lot more enjoyable and a lot more effective
0: I I do too. And I think you're going to have more fun in it. There's a, there's, I've talked about it on this podcast before where there's an amount of fun that I can get from going into the details of like, well, what's what makes an archangel blade is an archangel blade and not just a normal angel blade or, you know, that kind of stuff. And that can be fun. Mm -hmm. But the moment that stuff starts like kind of tripping me up and taking me out of the show, especially when we're, kind of at the height of it of the show's power like like it's it's extremely good right now so i don't want any of that bullshit to get in my way of enjoying it like i just i'm just fine with it um right I saw a guy make a point. This is going to sound like weirdly off-topic, but I saw a dude on Twitter today making a point. He's playing that game Warframe, and he said, um, like, he wanted a thing in the game, and like, there's a there's a, a a long list of stuff that you have to do to obtain this thing so that he can play with it, or you can spend five dollars and buy it. And it's a free-to-play game, so like, it's not like he's poning up money beforehand. Right. And he's like, you know, I'm en- I'm enjoying this game so much that I feel like if I. And I want to explore all of its nook and crannies, but I know that if I do that kind of stuff, if I start grinding that hard on this, I'm going to lose my enjoyment for it. So I'd rather give the developers $5 and be done with it and just have the thing so that I don't have to worry about it anymore. And I think that's, that's something that's really interesting. Like, And I think that as, as podcast people, as, as two guys that are talking about this show – we have to get all of the enjoyment that we can out of it while also recognizing that it, that it has some issues, but for just me as a, as a, as a viewer, I don't really care that much. Like, I know I've brought it up a lot, but like, I don't particularly care about the rings that much. Like, sure. There's rings. Like, it feels like a video game, but like at the end of the day, like that's fine. <laughs> like, it's cool. Like we got We got to <laughs> do something. <laughs> we, something yeah. has to happen. Like we can't, like, it's not 22 episodes of television, especially after previous four seasons. Like, it's it's not everything is going to be masterfully crafted like the first season of I don't, Westworld or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I I'm I'm willing to overlook small details. I Also think that it's worth calling out those small details. I don't know if I, I started yeah, rambling. I don't I don't know where I'm at now. But
1: no, it's uh, this is what happens I, 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 when I, I Dean understand. and Sam
0: don't cry. I talk about other different stuff and I get in the weeds. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, you know I I enjoy Supernatural more than any other show that I watch. So there's that. There you go. Um.
0: I like I do, I do like overall where where we are in the season, right? Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Despite the the kind of quickness of it, now the boys have a mission, and they have we have some agents on their behalf that are working to get them to that mission, and we have some maybe some some some, some distrust with Crowley that's also helping but could possibly hurt us in the long run. Yeah, uh, but I, I like where we are as a whole at the end of these two episodes.
1: And also the the thing with the TV show is they basically work full time at these things. There's always a deadline. It's not like when you make a movie or you write a book, when you have the time. I mean, of course there's deadlines for those things. But mm-hmm. you know, if I'm working on my novel, there's nobody telling me, Hey Chris, you have to get that novel done. I can take as much time, I could take, you know, fifteen years to finish this thing, and then I'm be like, Okay, yep, it's perfect because I spent fifteen years on it. Um but with Supernatural, it's a show that's on for most of the year. Every year. Like every week. You know, there's there's always I mean twenty it's twenty two weeks out of the year. But anyway. They're always at work. They're always shaping this show. It's not always perfect, but I think that we love it because it's really good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Agreed. Okay. I don't know why we're, we're justifying our love for a show that we spent
1: Sometimes of hours just talking fun about. To, <laughs> sometimes it's just fun to dig into it for a minute. It is, yeah. We haven't done it in a while. All right.
0: We haven't. Let's wrap um, this puppy up. Let's wrap this up. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Any final thoughts on these two episodes? But real quick before we do the – you're good.
1: Yeah no I just can't I just can't believe how close we are to the ending and it feels oh, like there's man. so much left to be done but uh, let's let's do this. <clears throat> thank
0: you everybody for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for leaving iTunes reviews. Believe it or not, uh, iTunes has made it incredibly impossible to leave iTunes reviews. So the fact that you're going through trouble and doing that actually really helps us out. It creates us. It puts us up in yeah. the search engines. So that helps They've us. out They've made quite it a bit. very
1: difficult to to search so for things. So as well. stupid. Yeah, I've been I searching. Like I was searching for a new. Uh, a few new podcasts recently and i could not find them P- just period not able to locate them so thanks itunes uh thanks, very iTunes, we love
0: you um <clears throat> thank you for all of our patrons at patreon.com slash monster of the week uh, as we mentioned at the top of the show uh, we're going to do a full bonus episode on all of the Facer webisodes uh, that will be available to all patrons um exclusively like we're not gonna release that publicly for at least a month or two uh and then you also get some cool features. You get. F- Art and physical art in the mail from Chris. You can get digital art in your inbox from Chris. You get access to our Discord where I woke up the other morning and there were 500 new posts discussing supernatural, like fucking detailed <laughs> posts about talking about supernatural. Uh, I've worked pretty closely with the community to make sure we have like several different channels to, for spoilers. So if you're new to the show, there's a place for you. If you are have watched all of them up to season 12 but you haven't got to season 13 yet there's a place for you and if you want to talk about every single detail in my new show about every season 13 episode there's a place for you so uh go check that out and i think that's it where are you at on twitter nowadays chris
1: i am at local bones on twitter
0: i am at jg greer uh the cod- the podcast is at Motwcast. it's also at monster of the week cool which you can find the links to all that stuff with and we'll be back next week with the finale of season five fuck what are we gonna I do
1: uh. Did you? I'm gonna go
0: water in my are you, are you feeling
1: that? No, I'm just really thirsty.
0: You just Why don't you have water when you're doing that? I couldn't do this by. I now. Finished, I, by finished now. I finished my water
1: bottle. finished my water bottle like, and then it's like you know we have 30 minutes. left. I really do. Anyway, uh, okay, I'm gonna go watch the Supernatural. Alright, talk to you. Yep, cool. Hey! Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, cool. What's up?
0: <laughs> What's up, dude? How are you today? <laughs> um. You okay? Tired. You got your tea?
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. This is very hot, so I haven't drank it yet.
0: Man, that's you. Kind of have to find that perfect tea temperature where it's hot enough to like feel good, but like not hot enough to scald your throat. Yeah, I don't really know how to make tea. This
1: tea bag is from like 2012.
0: So, <laughs> is it safe to drink the
1: tea? <laughs> yeah, it's it's fine. I mean, I've been drinking it, so I certainly hope it's fine. I think Jess is coming over on my birthday, which is cool. <laughs> she doesn't come over during the week ever.
0: When is your birthday again? Uh, it's the eighth. Eighth. Wow, that is the middle of the week. That's nice. That'll be great for, for y'all. Yeah. The it's adorable fucking... Harry Potter couple. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Did you guys go to a party, or were you just getting dressed up? Yeah,
1: we went to a party, and it was. A, I was dreading it for weeks because we went to the same party last year, and it was awful. Um, but this year it was actually fun. Surprisingly, it just stinks. Like I have, I had like two beers, and then it was like, "All right, now I got to be responsible because I have to drive home an hour."
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Wow, an hour away. See the the yearly costume party, the yearly Halloween party that we would go to is about an hour away too, maybe hour fifteen, and we just got like kind of fed up with it. We're like, "Why are we doing this? <laughs> this mm-hmm. is a lot of effort for not a lot of agreement." <laughs> Recording. Do you have notes? My notes.
1: I don't have your notes, but I do have notes.
0: Do you have a uh, what's call it wrote so no, far? I
1: can. I don't. I can just.
0: Cool. You're gonna wing it. I do uh, like a good
1: wing. I do like a good wing, Chris. Okay. Okay. All right. What the fuck happened? All right. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't matter what happened last time.
0: Okay. You just need to talk about your experience with the Winchesters. that's what we're looking for here.
1: Is my connection worse than usual? No.
0: You haven't. You haven't aired out at all yet.
1: Because I there's- didn't bring that Wi Fi thing that I always hook up. The there's
0: there's uh, there's days where your connection is just rock solid and then there's days that it, it kinda goes off the rails.
1: I'm actually surprised that today is is not one of those days because like everything is down today. Half of Massachusetts lost power from the storm last night. <laughs> Jesus. It was just wind out the, the dang but I mean I was fine. Jess, her Work lost power, so she didn't have to go in today. I'm like, hmm
0: That's must great. be nice because <laughs> because be so it feels nice. like
1: somebody kept me up all night because the wind was scary. <laughs> it feels like that. It feels like that was you, Jess. I'm sorry, I'm sorry Chris.
0: I just the wind is scary and losing out last night, and you were the only person I could talk to.
1: It feels like it, that. That I shouldn't also have to not go to work, but no, it's fine. You know what? It's cool. It's no big deal. You just keep me up all night, then you can get a nice day off. You deserve sure. it. Yeah. It's cool. I've
0: been having a hell of a time sleeping lately. Like it's it's gotten really really bad. Like I'm waking up at like 3:30 or 4 every morning. It's fucking That's nuts. not good. No, it's not. Is it cuz
1: is it cuz you have to pee? <laughs>
0: yeah it's because i have to pee uh it's a a combination of having to pee pee and also to having to take the dogs out because i think that they need to eat at four in the morning because
1: they have to pee
0: sometimes they have to poop too
1: so i hate when i have to pee in the middle of the night it's always when i have too much salt and then i'm holding on to that water yep and then i wake up in the middle of the night because it's finally like hmm my dude remember when you had 1000 corn chips earlier yeah (laughs) And that I, and salt I, <laughs> I, fucked you up
0: and I drink a lot of water <laughs> like if, if I'm not drinking beer I drink a shit ton of water like I'm constantly yeah, that's good just, yeah, you gotta it's, slow it down before bed though I, I don't I don't that's, that's my prime drinking water time <laughs> I just gotta <laughs> just sit there on the bed guzzle water and read a book I just finished the two last two books of the Thrawn trilogy and these books are dumb
1: oh yeah no no way i'm not reading any fucking star wars books (laughs) (laughs) these books are dumb even though i used to read star wars books all the time in high school middle school and i loved them but but also no
0: i man i just can't get over how like just
1: super dumb they are yeah i can only be into like one really dumb thing at a time Mm -hmm. right now it's just dumb fantasy novels so like give me a minute
0: sure yeah yeah i'm sure there's a podcast for dumb fantasy novels
1: I feel yeah, like they' started.
0: I feel like there's a podcast for everything.
1: mm-hmm
0: Okay, cool. so Ghost Facers on next Monday, and we'll talk about mm-hmm. that in the episode as a like kind of a fun patreon reward that's upcoming. Um, for sure, we'll release that along with the finale on the ninth, so that'll give me something to do next week because if I didn't have enough fucking shit to do, Chris, or do you want to edit that? Would you rather go edit
1: that? What? Edit what? The Ghost Facers episode. If you yeah, if you want me to, I'm not. Gonna, I can't put. I can't do the uh, the goofs like you do though. That's patented a Jeremy Chris style. It's not, dude. You can do them. Just cut out. You just clip them out.
0: Drag them around on the on the on the audacity screen.
1: Okay, I can try.
0: Okay. You you also don't have to. Like I I know you you said you wanted to get better with it, so I figured.
1: Yeah, I might as well. I might as well give it a shot. If it doesn't turn out well, then we'll well then we'll know. Then. We'll- <laughs>
0: <laughs> Chris the, I'm going to be all like, Chris, you are not allowed to edit a single goddamn episode of Monster Week ever again. And I'm going to be like, no sweat.
1: <laughs> Word. Okay, okay, we, so I'll, I'll edit the podcast, but you have to do the podcast art. Okay, that's, that's a good acceptable. <laughs> Okay,
0: That's fine. That's perfect. I love it.
1: <clears throat> I mean, podcast art is pretty easy. You just have to think of something,
0: but it's not though because like i spent some significant time like trying to clean up that uh, image of patty and it didn't come out very nice i mean grant i was doing everything on <laughs> my phone but like i could probably do a lot better job on my on a, on my laptop but yeah that's that shit's hard making sure that stuff is like rotated right and looks good and trying to find faces of everybody and
1: yeah we got we had a lot of good goofs though we did have patty, a lot of that patty pick.
0: i need to uh maybe there's a good ghost facers See, I'll just start working on it now. That's the kind of motherfucker I am. I'll just start. Pl- I'll just start doing it right now and have it done. Do you want to do an episode of Monster of the Week? Uh,
1: me? Yeah,
0: you? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll do that. Not the not the secret guy that I have on the podcast with
1: us. Hello, <laughs> secret Brian Wade. Secret man, where are you? <laughs> Who would who would be the secret man if there had to be if you had a secret man on the podcast, who like realistically who would it be? Um your dad. My Gary Moser?
0: Gar- Gary Gary Moser, yeah. Gary Moser who
1: starts telling me about Supernatural Season thirteen, like, oh yeah, I haven't seen it yet. And he's like, So they're bring back all these characters and they just went into it. <laughs> he just told me and i was like now nah, dad that's spoilers like it's not spoilers because like you don't know the context i'm like well you're telling me the context right now he proceeded to <laughs> tell me the context yeah
0: that's i think it'd be such a surprise if i revealed that gary had been in on all these podcasts or recording sessions like for the, so since mad. the beginning you'd be like wait a minute how do you know gary god you know <laughs> me and gary go back we go deep She was really active on the something awful forums he was, yeah, yeah. We've been knowing each other since small time, since the, since the essay forms. <laughs> did you, uh, did you, did you dig into the crankbait library by chance? <clears throat> excuse me. Did you listen to the to the crankbait leaks that I sent you? Um, my good friend, the French fry guy. Excuse me. <laughs> His French fry guy. Oh, screamo shut the fuck! Band. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> We're the screamo band that has that's named crankbait and that has two bass players
1: okay so first of all it's not mm-hmm. good
0: no well yeah we could just rule that out right now
1: so if somebody i mean i know a lot of people don't like screamo yeah and, that, and then see so like it's not good but like come from somebody who was really into that type of music when i was younger mm-hmm. I, I, I mean i'm no expert but i know i know when people are doing like okay you're doing screamo the right the way you're supposed to be doing it feels mm-hmm. like and then other people who are i'm like hmm interesting not, sh- not sh- really sure what you're trying to figure out with, with two bass players, but standing on the edge of the world with one desire.
0: the bass double the fun yeah that's, what, that's what marky mark said
1: that is what he yeah and <laughs>
0: he's known for that quote
1: <laughs> marking yeah, the bass, yeah, mark
0: I, <laughs> <laughs> referring of course to screamo uh, of course yeah uh i don't scream in any band that doesn't have two bass guitars
1: <clears throat> everybody's like what really and he's like yeah no way not doing it <laughs>
0: That's, that's that's why you've been rejecting this, Mark? God damn it!
1: <laughs> and I don't want any of this 6-string, 12-string bass yeah, bullshit. No, I'm talking just yeah, yeah. standard 4-strings, but two of them. Um, Same tune.
0: <laughs> can you tell that uh, French Fry Guy's uh, screamo is like has a thick Arkansas accent? Uh, Does that come across in the screaming at all?
1: Oh, I didn't really pay attention to that. That's which is interesting, because yeah. that's my cousins are from arkansas so i've i've like heard aggressive music with arkansas accents in it before um everybody at he, this work thing I was man, in
0: last week is was fascinated with the fact that this dude only eats french fries
1: he looks like he only eats french fries yep. and that's not to be like oh he's really fat or something like mm-hmm. no 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 not at
0: all cuz he's he not looks like, like he, he he's, he he's, has, he's relatively thin like i think he's i'm probably way more than that dude
1: he looks like he just is only sodium though <laughs> exactly there's that. a certain look that i know i get in mm-hmm. my face like i said when i have too much salt salt's my weakness i love salty foods sometimes i go a little overboard with my salty foods and i don't balance it out with enough veggies and i get that real swollen eye socket look yeah where i'm mm-hmm. just like i look like i need to lie down for a while uh and then you know you get you get send that water weight out, and you're good it's a thing it's a thing i gotta work on it's too much sodium in my diet that motherfucker looks like he, I mean, he looks like he only eats french fries. He,
0: and, and he does. We found out that, um, I saw him eat a donut. Wow. Um, his coworker tried to get him to eat a waffle for breakfast at the hotel. And he, and he, and he did, but he only ate like a bite or two of it. And he was like, no, this isn't good. Um, I also found out his primary source of protein is just bacon. That's interesting. <laughs> that's so it's french fries and bacon. Uh, he'll also eat hash browns. <laughs> which okay well that's like a different fried different flavor fried fried. Potato. <laughs> and um shit there was something else too it's hash browns and something else that was also just a fried potato and now it's now i'm coming to a blank on it
1: do you think he would just eat a baked potato or is no no baking allowed
0: well i only know this because i saw him turn one down uh when i met him 10 years ago because he, we were at, we were at like a really fancy steak restaurant they're going around the table like, "You want your filet? Would you, would you like your green beans? Uh? Would you like a glass of mullo, Like that kind of stuff." And he's like, sure, sure, uh, sure. In, "With a real thick Arkansas accent, which is like, I know people like my Southern accent. I don't really know why, but people seem to enjoy it. But like Arkansas is a much harsher, like,
1: yeah, yeah people I'll, like your
0: people like your Southern accent because it's like subdued. Yeah, exactly. Because I don't, I don't, I don't lean into it because I'm not drinking all the time. Because if I drink, like, it comes out real bad.
1: It's just like a little present at the end of your voice." It's a little gift.
0: <laughs> exactly. Sure. Uh, but this dude has an accent that will, you know, make you scratch a chalkboard. Like he, he's like this and I don't know, sir, can, can you have some French fries? And the, and the guy's like, um, no, sir, we don't serve French fries in the steak restaurant. Um, would a baked <laughs> potato be okay? I can bring you any sort of fixings that you might like. I'm pretty sure the, 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 nice cultured waiter guy did not say fixings. That's probably my own, <laughs> my own little, <laughs> uh, uh, joy to read there. But, uh, yeah, he straight up turned down the baked potato. Did he eat any
1: steak?
0: No, not at all. So he just didn't get to eat that night? He just didn't eat that night. Dude, we went to um, a barbecue place, right? And uh, it's like a typical Texan barbecue place. You you walk in, you walk up to a counter, you're like, I want a, a plate of ribs, I want some beans, I want some coleslaw. And they're like, here's your plate. And then you go sit down. There was a bar in the corner if you wanted some beers, otherwise the sodas were right there. You go sit down and eat your shit. There was like six of us. So we walked in and they were like, hey, you know what you should do? You can order like five different kinds of meats and four different kinds of sides. It's just a big, two big platters and you can just, all you you can just eat. Fuck yeah. Yeah, Just get fucked up. Yeah, dude. Brisket, pork ribs. We had some chicken for the healthy people. We had some pork sausage. (laughs) We had um, something called jalapeno um, something. I don't know. Some fried jalapeno shit that I didn't really get into. Coleslaw, green beans, bunch of beans, like just tons of stuff. And this dude just sat there at the at the corner of the table, like and didn't like he had a beer, because on the way over he had stopped
1: at Wendy's and got some got him some French fries. Is he just about like the like fast food French fries? I really don't. Not know. all French fries are the same, you know. I've, I've gotten French fries from a restaurant where I'm like, eh, this just tastes like a potato, <laughs> <laughs> which is fine, but it's not as good as sometimes you get some good crispy, salty fries, you know.
0: The, the jalapeno thing was called um, Armadillo Eggs, by the way. <laughs> you, well, that's fun. Yeah, if you want to. <laughs> it's just a fun, fun little name. Um, but yeah, like, I. Yeah, because do you think he eats, like, steak cut French fries? I don't know. Right? Like, because those know. are totally different. Like, McDonald's fries are. What about waffle thing.
1: fries? Waffle
0: fries. Do waffle fries count? Does a, does a dude get to go to Chick fil A?
1: Let me tell you, I fucking love waffle fries. This bar I used to go to all the time, they would have $2 beers and waffle fries. And <laughs> mm-hmm. I was. I was that was it that was me that was
0: that was your that was your calorie, I had like caloric caloric s- intake like for that day 7
1: $2 beers and a basket mm-hmm. of waffle fries God, and it would that be sounds, like 20, 22 bucks that sounds <laughs> that so fucking
0: good. great that sounds like a great way to spend like a couple of hours <laughs> yeah. especially if there's like something dumb on the TV in the front of the bar oh, like yeah. just
1: yeah they used to put on random like UFC fights or like random hockey games and me mm-hmm. and my friends would just go and sit at the bar and just Eat fucking Waffle Fries. Eat fucking and drink, waffle fries and drink, and drink, like, a really, <laughs> really shitty cheap beer. But it was fine, because after, like, the second one, you can't really taste it anymore. Yeah,
0: yeah, $2 cans. That's probably got to be some PBRs before... Of course, I guess that depends on before if they got... When they got real popular, but yeah.
1: PBRs did get... Like, they blew up. Yeah, and a
0: weird... Like, I, that was always, like, down there with Slits and, uh, mm-hmm. like, The Beast, Milwaukee's Best or Natty when Light I or whatever. When
1: I started drinking, some mm-hmm. of my older friends were like, yeah, I mean, just get PBR. I'm like, oh, what's that? I'm like, they're just like, oh, just... just cheap shitty beer yeah and i was like that's cool because i have no money so yeah i'll buy a 12 a pack for like six bucks that's cool and
0: then it had the hipster cachet thing like they put a fucking mustache on it and all of a sudden like yeah. you, you know it's three dollars for a 12 ounce can i'm like no, this isn't this is yeah. not right you guys are no. doing something
1: wrong no. it's funny because back then it'd be like like six bucks for you know a 12 pack of shitty beer and then like fucking 14 dollars for a pack of fancy organic <laughs> cigarettes <Yeah. laughs> I never
0: did the fancy organic cigarettes. I don't even like I knew people that smoked uh, American spirits.
1: That was like Yeah, that's the, what I that's what I did for a little while when I was in college yeah. because because um, you saw they, a girl smoke
0: them that you liked. <laughs> I can't uh, see, that's, no, not, because, that's what it was.
1: Because they were way longer. Or uh, they would last way longer. And mm-hmm. I would have like I had like 14 or 15 minutes or some really weird amount between my two classes and I didn't want to have two, so that worked as just just have the one and you're good the one american spirit lasted for like the 14 minute walk or whatever that i had um that was did you plan. get did, did you
0: ever get into cloves? that was a thing for a while i People couldn't into, i remember
1: i had one. That was oh, wait, we talked house. about this yeah and you got yeah, real sick it was, yeah 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 because i was like i really i just like that i want i want one more than anything in the world right now and they're like here take this i'm like this is black what's going on here and uh then i smoked it and it, no no thank you no thank
0: you listeners if you uh <laughs> want to subscribe to our two ex- smokers talk about the times they used to smoke mm-hmm. podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, don't don't smoke kids <laughs> please don't smoke it's it's disgusting it's horrible
1: mm-hmm. just made my car stinky I'm glad I don't do that anymore
0: yeah. I mean like burn holes in the ceiling or you'll hear dumbass friends drop a ash somewhere and yeah. there's a hole in your seat and all that and other. Plus stuff. plus you have
1: to you ha- you have to be cool in order for it to be cool and I'm not cool, so Yeah, smoking
0: never made me cool. Like
1: that's not a thing yeah. that
0: had happened ever, 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 ever. Like I thought it did, but it definitely didn't. So No. Just made me poor and sick. Yeah, it just made me poor and stinky. <laughs> yep man it's so bad now like when people uh i don't know how i used to think that people didn't know i smoked like i had to reek of it constantly Same. Same. i was like a pack and a half two packs a day i had to like have a cloud around me like i was fucking linus <laughs> or some shit jesus and we were at uh buffalo wild wings and this dude like got up and left and came back and i was like whoa you went and smoked huh and he's like oh yeah is it bothering you and i'm like no no man it's all good no don't worry about it, it was just you know it's very noticeable and he's like is it really i don't no one ever says that to me. I was like, because no one else is apparently like a jackass like me that calls yeah. people out on it. <laughs>
1: yeah. <clears throat> it's weird at work when, when people do it because it's such a small area and they're like having no smoking policy. would mm-hmm. just have to leave, and like leave the, the office and go do it. Um, But there's like, nah, dude, <laughs> you're filling the room right now.
0: Yep. It's, this is all you. At least it's not BO. That could be even worse.
1: Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Don't get me started on people with BO.
0: Uh do you want to get started on the Supernatural Podcast?
1: Yeah, let's do this shit. Yeah, cut this cut this part out and put it in the in the outtakes because I made some really funny Simon Hill videos and posted them on Twitter uh, on Saturday night. Not a single fucking person liked them. I did, I'm I liked every single one of them. You. Okay, Jeremy Greer liked all of them because he's my friend. I don't know what the hell the rest of you were doing.
0: I'd assume you were just drunk and making a bunch of weird Silent Hill videos. Because
1: <laughs> it was the foggy filter, and I love yeah. Silent Hill 2. I used to quote Silent Hill 2 every time that I wore my Silent Hill 2 shirt. And mm-hmm. the only person who picked up on it was Cliff. He was just the one dude who would be like, You wearing that shirt today? I'd be like, You know I am.
0: <laughs> I don't the know. Very fu- it was this... The first one of those foggy videos you put on, on Twitter, um, you're like, I knew I would have to, I don't remember the exact quote, but I knew I would have to come back to this town one day or whatever. And, and then I think you say Silent Hill in the background. And you hear Jessica go, Stardew Valley. And you're like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> Thank you. And I need, I need some more water. My throat is dying. I'll be
1: back. Okay. I have not really watched enough TV in my time. I feel like the only show that I've ever really <laughs> watched is Supernatural. I did I did the, the the comedy scene, you know. I was I'm, I was really into Parks and Rec when that was on. I like The Office a lot. Uh, I'm a big fan of Community. Um, Bob's Burgers is, is a favorite of mine. But uh, as far as like sci-fi TV goes, I don't really know a whole lot of it. So Jeremy's always talking about these actors. I'm like, yeah, sure thing, buddy. If he's in Supernatural, maybe I've heard of him, but that's about it. Uh, I think, you know, I, I just, I found my thing, I found my brand and that was hunks and I just stuck with it. Uh, I was too busy playing video games all the time in my youth, you know, to, to really to have time for, for the television. Um, plus I was watching ghost hunters, which was like, you know, not probably not great for me. Um, but I did do a lot of that. So yeah, he's, you know, I'm new to this. I'm new to this scene. I have seen Buffy. Not all of Buffy, but I've seen uh, three or four seasons of Buffy. Um, seen most of the X Files. I was really into that, but that was again that was like that was on Netflix. That was a later thing. This Supernatural was the only show that I ever watched like week to week. Now I guess that's why I'm doing uh, a podcast about it now because like the, them's my hunks. But I don't know anybody who's you know, an extra on Eureka or, or whatever. Um, maybe like I can I can tell you like. Some like Lord of the Rings facts, maybe like some the extras in that movie. No, I couldn't actually. Uh Vader Van Hoden, shout out to my boy on Twitter. He's actually literally an extra in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> but yeah, uh sci-fi TV shows. Uh, maybe maybe you guys should could leave me some uh suggestions. Uh maybe me and Jeremy should pick one of these weird shows to cover when we finish Supernatural in fucking seven years. Um cause Buffy, who knows about Buffy? You know, do we want to go from a 13-14 season show with Supernatural to uh what a nine Nine seasons, seven seasons, but then you got Angel. to we cover Angel. There's a whole thing. Speaking of that, Wayward Sisters, or Wayward Daughters, oh man, I don't know. See, I can't keep up with current Supernatural, because I'm too busy watching own Supernatural, so I don't remember the name of that show, if it's Daughters or Sisters. I'm very excited about it, though, and I hope it's good. I don't know if it started yet, but I still hope it's good, and hope that we get to cover it in some capacity. Hope that it gets many seasons, and then that our podcast will never have to end. Also, I just want to get this out of the way that, like, if we if we're covering that show, like, the girls will be hunks too. Like, I mean, if you're a hunter and you're a hero, if you're a hero, you're a hunk. So that's that's a general gender neutral term in my book, anyway. Um, you guys have to let me know what you think about that in the comment section down below. Uh, Is it just a Sam and Dean thing, or is it just like it's a hunk thing? You know what I mean? Anyway, talk to you next time.